0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 379 for the week of March 26, 2016. I'm your host, Chris Rivetier, and we're finally back for another show. Woo! We made it happen. Yay. Um, my uh, wife, Anna Marie, is here. Hello. Um, my English friends, Alex Fuller. Hello. Oak. And Alice Wilkinson are here.
1: Hi. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Hi. <laughs> We've learned that uh Alice learns uh plays her keyboard like a, a set of
1: drums. So <laughs> do you want do you want some examples? Yeah, give us an example. Is that coming through at all?
2: Oh um,
0: yeah. Yeah, but not as much Good. as earlier, but yeah, all right.
1: Yeah, well I fixed my microphone orientation, so uh, you should okay. be getting it a lot less.
0: I mean earlier it blew up my subwoofer. <laughs> also here <laughs> uh Jonathan, (laughs) for some reason, i blanked on your last name, Jonathan. Stringer. Stringer. Thank you.
3: (laughs) What are you doing? The the abuse I take around here. Yeah.
2: (laughs) It's the other guy. It's the other guy. Hey,
3: Jonathan. What's up? I do. I do have the English name to go with the other guys. I know it's true. It shouldn't be that hard. (laughs)
0: Hell, one of them had that name for a while. (laughs) No, the Stringer part. Oh, okay. More what I meant. All right.
2: All right. So it's been like three weeks.
0: Hi, everybody. We're back.
2: We missed you.
0: Ah, what a long, strange. Well, no, really, Uh, we planned. uh, We planned to not have any weeks off, and so. And then I had to
2: go to the hospital, and then I had mouth surgery, and then I had um, a stomach procedure. So it kind of made having podcasts challenging.
0: Yes, and uh, then I had a, a I couldn't speak the next <laughs> week. <laughs> that made it really hard to do a podcast as well. And it took uh, like three or four days for that to really clear up. So now we're back. I can talk. I got people on the skypes. The wife's in the room. Cat's on the router other cats on the computer everything's ready to go for a podcast
2: so we should definitely open this up with the fact that like everybody except me has been playing the division
0: <sighs> the division tom clancy's the
1: division no less still haunting us from beyond the grave
4: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> i think he is de- he's been dead for what two years or something a oh, while a yeah, while. yeah about that <laughs> yeah yeah he has absolutely nothing to do with this
0: other than the game that Ubisoft owns the brand Tom Clancy's, and so
1: they just can put that on whatever they want, basically, yeah pretty much I can't remember what I can't remember chronologically what was the last game to include it though you mean Rainbow Six siege thing that happened last year oh did that did that yeah. have the Tom Clancy name attached to it, it
0: yeah, yeah Rainbow Six is always um, Tom Clancy's, yeah.
1: Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Um,
0: Ubisoft basically puts it on everything they can. Splinter Cell, Rainbow Six, Splinter Six. Yeah, if it's a
5: modern-day shooter, shooter, it's probably Tom Clancy.
0: That's a good point, yeah. If it's slightly uh, modern-day or slightly futuristic, like just tiny bit future, it's Tom Clancy. Uh, so has anyone been enjoying the division? I'd be enjoying it. Hey, there's gotta be one in every group, right? <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah I think it's, pretty cool. it's
5: a fun game.
0: <laughs> I probably have the minority p- opinion and here. I think the division is extremely boring.
2: Oh And I mean if you follow our Twitch channel, we've actually been streaming the division with uh wheels and soffle silk about three nights a week since it came out. So if you're not following our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash rpgamer, go do
0: it. So The Division is like Destiny, but without being as fun to play, but having a better loot system, I guess?
2: Except the part where you lose all your loot.
0: Oh, well, yeah, in the Dark Zone. I don't know, I'm just talking out of my butt now. Mm.
1: Alice, I think let's start with you. Most, of the, most <laughs> of the people I've spoken to seem to, sing, or seem to say that the, de- um, the Division just handles better than Destiny. as in mechanically as a third person cover based shooter it's a pretty good one Mm -hmm. Um, I mean I've been playing basically the only reason I've been playing it is because I got it for David as a present Mm
4: -hmm.
1: and then it was decided that we would play the game together so we did and that's where pretty much most of our enjoyment for it has come from so (laughs) yeah I don't know why you want more than that.
0: <laughs> all right, Jonathan. Uh, <laughs> Jonathan, have you been having fun in the division? I remember we played a game together, and it didn't seem like we were really excited.
3: Oh, I was having I have fun with it. I was just starting, so oh, okay. I was kind of learning the ropes when we were playing, and
0: and now you figured uh, it all out, and you're a master divisor, master divisioner.
3: Uh, I don't know if I'm a. I wouldn't call myself a master of anything, <laughs>
4: oh.
3: but. It uh, I don't know I, I didn't really care for Destiny I like this a lot better mm-hmm. and maybe it'll get old I don't know I still need to do a lot of the Dark Zone stuff but I also have a bunch of friends that play so that may make it better
0: uh, I, I, I think I, it does um, any bad game is better when
3: you're playing with friends <laughs> <laughs> remember I'm that dungeon game we used game. to play yeah no, I do <laughs> I wouldn't say it's an amazing game but I wouldn't say it's a bad game okay
0: and um, where do you fall on this, this
5: Alex? Uh, probably along the same lines as Jonathan. I, I mean, I really like the shooting mechanics, so I really like the cover system. Yeah, but that's, 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 that's borrowed from a lot of the Rainbow Six stuff. It's just I well, know, that's ve- kind of the Vegas games had the great cover cover system, sort of borrows from that, really.
1: Yeah, that, that's kind of what I was sort of getting at. Is um, for any for, for any shortcomings, and yeah, the game does have shortcomings, the, like, the game mechanically is very tight. It has a good loot system. The cover mechanics are really good. The shooting feels generally responsive, outside of a few bullet sponges. You know, it's... it's it is a good game. I mean, it's also written by Ubisoft's writers with a Tom Clancy name on it, so I'm not exactly expecting Shakespeare here, but... No. Uh, I think it. I think the other thing it kind of does very well is I think it does atmosphere very well. And this is coming from someone that generally doesn't like like disease outbreak yeah. storylines. Um, but I think the way that the art team have crafted the sort of post-outbreak New York has been really well done. Yeah, I think uh, I think that may be one of its stronger points too. To me, the actual
3: combat's just average. I've, I've I've been playing a lot of Siege and other some other shooters that are technically better as shooters. Where this is, it's not the AI in it's pretty bad. I think, and uh, some of the things. That, but the atmosphere and the the little things and you know the uh, how interactive or I guess some of the trashes on the ground and all the little details like the graffiti and the little things you see. I think that that does a really good job of kind of painting this. Environment you're in to to be pretty uh, accurate, but
0: um, it's interesting you bring up know. the AI. This game is really about um, whether or not your team, um, and this is why it's well, it's why i can go real bad if you got a bad team. But if if you've got a team of folks, you need to learn how to flank the enemy and basically be able to draw fire for, to one guy for a while, and then draw fire to another guy for a while, and then everyone else can just pick them off. Um, What I find interesting, uh, what I find boring, rather, is how the, uh, (laughs) that's a complete weird (laughs) word to mess up, what I find boring is just how the enemies scale when you've got extra people there is, like, their health bars just get, like, much longer, essentially, and it's like, okay, so now I'm just pinging on you for a while, and this isn't very interesting to me, and, all right, 75 headshots instead of 20 headshots, okay, now you're down, great. All right, that was... uh, it just doesn't think, feel very interesting to me. I, I think
1: I think we did all right in terms of uh finding a good balance of that by doing all of the missions on hard but with only two people. I'll see that just seems like we Yeah, but that's just making the health bars longer still. I didn't I didn't really feel like that much. Okay. Bearing in mind we did the first mission um way back when because I didn't realise you could do missions with less than four people. Uh we did with four people. Mm-hmm. I think the problem it gets into is uh,
3: expectations. It's a uh, it's a shooter game with you know fairly solid shooter mechanics, but it also is an RPG. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people have that hang-up where my headshot's supposed to kill them, where headshots don't kill them because they have health bars like an RPG. And I think mm-hmm. that bothers a lot of people. I've heard a lot of, uh, a lot of
1: people I've played with who don't like it have issue with that. Uh, people don't generally, I think, in, in any game that features guns, people aren't going to like bullet sponges, because it, it's always it, the the term used is always bullet sponge. You don't ever hear the term sword sponge. <laughs> I'm, I'm There's serious. a bunch you know of those in Skyrim, <laughs> that, actually. That's fair. Well, yeah, but yeah. I mean, but you don't hear the term sword no, sponge. You don't. You just nope. don't. I mean, but how many you times will... you
3: hack somebody with a sword and they don't die, and that's fine.
1: Yeah, but in, if in you shoot someone, you 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 expect someone to die if you shoot them in the head, maybe <laughs> twice, sort of thing.
0: Usually, but that once. would make the
1: game way too easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then if you get. Basically...
5: To... Sorry, if you are going to compare it to anything, probably Mass Effect Three is the closest game.
1: Mhm. Well, I've I mean, even then, it of... kind of feel, it kind of feels like um, they they took some lessons that Mass Effect Three had and then sort of did better with them, sort of thing. I know.
5: Yeah,
1: no, I agree with that. So. Like, yeah, it does feel a little bit sort of Mass Mass Effect's sort of Mass Effecty, but it seems to sort of have at least done rather well. All things considered. So, I've been having
0: trouble progressing in that game. Um, in into the vision. So, I I log in and. I have a choice between running around and doing boring side missions for some poorly written character in a safe house, um, running around and doing encounters, which are okay and kind of short, so I usually do those to get some supplies to upgrade wings of my home base, or going to a, a, assuming I've grinded enough to the next level, going to the next story mission, and, um because I know the game's better with more people, I'll do matchmaking for the story missions and try and get into a group and see what happens. And usually the story missions then turn into this hour long affair of people just dying over and over on encounters that are just scaled to be really long and really grindy and hard. And it's like, well, this is fun. And then after the mission's over, I just don't want to play anymore. And mm. I'm, kind of jealous that you guys don't have that experience
1: yeah but, <laughs> well, I, I mean think I've, I've... I, I haven't run into that problem we've died a couple of times in encounters but i say we've, we have done me and david have done every mission on hard so far mm-hmm. well maybe and if, I, up, didn't... We're, maybe we're if I didn't 25. suck at the game I mean, hell, we were well. I mean, I say yes, we were over leveled for some of it because we were fairly completionist when doing side missions and encounters for supplies. Um, But hard mode automatically scales all the enemies to the highest level in your group anyway. Well, see, and that's my problem is I don't want to do all the side stuff because I think it's boring. I'd
0: want to get in the missions and go into like um, napalm factories, which are interesting because there's lots of things that blow up. Um, But then i'm too underleveled it seems and i don't have gear that i need to do these missions
1: yeah i think that's the difference is um dave and i had no problem doing the side missions at all okay just didn't really feel how the same are you way all
0: finding it. getting gears working out for you are, do you go to the dark zone to get your gear or do you just get it naturally doing the side stuff
5: uh, I, I, just... I just get mine from all the side stuff yeah okay
1: I've never bought anything from any of the vendors. I deconstruct everything I find and either craft it or find it.
5: Yeah, I haven't tried the crafting stuff yet, so I've, I've just, been, a few I've just been finding straight pickups.
1: I've bought a yeah, and we've dark zoned a bit as well. Yeah. I think some of our some of our tents and moments have come from dark zone exploration.
0: Jonathan, you said you found or you bought purple items. Yeah, I've bought a couple purple items. What level are you? Guns. 22 oh okay yeah i i'm am still like i i'm so. like 13 or 14 still so i haven't yeah, even I'm, seen I'm, purple I'm stuff for
1: sale <laughs> you you start seeing it around level 20 or so okay
5: yeah i'm, I'm still on blue stuff
1: <laughs> but i mean it's it's one of the again one of those things where yeah there's the kind of traditional uh very traditional loop progression system but it, it's very common um below maximum level to find um You know, sort of lower rarity equipment that's significantly better than what you've got equipped and you shouldn't really have any qualms about, you know, deconstructing or selling um, higher rarity equipment at low levels because it's going to be replaced. So. I haven't had any problem with it. I think I'm still in mostly greens and I'm level 25. Okay. So has anyone finished
0: the story? completely yet?
1: No, no. I think the last story mission is level 28, 29. Mm. Might even be it's in that range, but,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: So. Alright, so how's but the Dark are, Zone working most... for people?
1: Uh, we haven't died yet. Ooh. Actually, we did die to NPCs that one time. But you're not getting ganked by
0: people?
5: Nope. I was on my very first trip in there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> But I, th- I, th- I think that might have been some random person just seeing what happened if he shot me.
4: Uh-huh.
5: We, so I, we did... so I shot him more times than one. <laughs> we... And then I got killed by NPCs.
1: Um, we did accidentally initiate some PvP, but uh, the we sort of did stop shooting each other because the, the the PvP flags do run out, and it was an accident. I threw a grenade and it missed.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: So, and if you're in a group, it flags the whole team. Right, right. So, but no, we haven't, neither me nor David have died to players. We died once to NPCs because we were really, cause we were idiots and bit off way more than we could chew.
0: And do you get loot that's worth your time in there, do you feel? Yeah.
1: I'm pretty sure I got a purple bag in there. Oh. Uh, you know, my level. I was like, yeah, this is good.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: I think generally, though, the um the, the slightly lower level ones are less populated than the higher level ones because... um. I know the game's only been out for what two weeks, three weeks, but I'm thinking most people are to be higher levels now.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: So and I know that when you hit level thirty, it, it changes the dark zone brackets quite a bit. So mm-hmm. so that because um, at the moment I think the dark zone starts at level ten and goes up to a level of thirty, depending on which area that you're in. Um, but uh, when you get to level thirty, it changes the dark zone to place. Waste- so the lowest level instead of being level 10 is level 30 and then goes up to level 32 i think in terms of npc levels i think the max player cap is still there. so i yeah. imagine there's probably quite a lot more players in there at the moment because say the games have been out long enough now that people have probably finished the storyline and have max. Alright,
0: so RPG of the Year so far?
1: <laughs> uh, it's not a Super Robot Wars game. Oh, As I know there's one, of, okay. there's one of those coming out this year. So.
0: Alright, so no for Jonathan. Or no for. Uh, who are you? Alice. No for Alice. Alex, how are you thinking?
5: I can't remember what else I've played this year.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you besides Bravely Second? All right. Yeah.
5: <laughs> All right, Jonathan. It's fun. It's fun right? I expect it to be beast and buy other stuff. Yeah,
0: Jonathan. RPG of the year for you? Oh no, no. It's okay. Ah, right. uh, The Division. Tom Clancy's The Division. Who bought season pass? Nope.
2: Did you, Ooh. Chris? It was on sale.
1: Ah. Uh, oh God damn it, Chris! I
2: have a problem. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to discuss your problem. No, let's not discuss my problem. Yeah, we're going to discuss your Neverwinter problem. No, let's
4: not discuss my Neverwinter problem.
2: So, Chris has been playing Neverwinter. I don't
4: want to talk about
2: Neverwinter. Chris spent a lot of money on Neverwinter. I don't want to talk about Neverwinter.
0: So, Neverwinter is a free-to-play MMORPG from Cryptic Studios.
1: That sounded like a deep sigh.
0: They're they've been purchased by Perfect World Entertainment. So that means their game has been free to play out the bot out the butt. Like it is uh it is All right, let's, let's folks, let's talk Neverwinter. Let's talk Neverwinter. All right. Neverwinter is based on the D&D license. D&D 5. It came out in 2013. And nobody on this podcast has, like,
1: ever played it.
2: Except me and you.
1: Well. I think I, I, think just I might recently. have played in the beta at one point.
0: Right. And and I want to get you logged in. We should do some more playing because it's fun, especially at the lower levels. Okay. <laughs> but you keep playing other shit. Yep. Come on.
2: Yeah, I know. How dare I?
0: How dare you? Okay. Never Winner. It's an MMO. And I don't know I've said this. It's an MMO. It is an action-y MMO. So it's one of these where you pound action buttons and you're, you're doing attacks, then doing attacks, then doing other attacks. Instead of just pound, instead of just pounding your abilities and just kind of letting them happen and standing there, um, you have to move around and dodge out of area of effects so that you don't get burned to a crisp or one-shot here and you need to move your facing around and do all this other stuff that's more action like Terra um, it, to, to, to reference another MMO. Um, what? what anna what are you you snurking about all right so um D &D license uh fifth edition rules um to the point where you even get temporary hit points that (laughs) get applied to your character so very much fifth edition D &D here um uh you got all your uh D D tropes you got your goblins and your kobolds and your and your your dragonborn player characters and all this other stuff um I find that the, the gameplay is really fun, especially at the lower levels. Uh, fun to just jump in there and start killing things and getting loot and getting levels. Um, proceeds, proceeds really quickly um, until you hit level 60 and then the grind kind of slows to a halt. And that's got a whole other... Oh, such a whole other issue there. Um, and Somebody's typing a letter. Who's typing a letter? My bad. I thought I was muted. <laughs> 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 Don't type a letter during my Neverwinter Ram. This is hard enough to get through.
2: (laughs) He hasn't gotten to the best part yet. I haven't
0: gotten to any part yet.
2: Because he spent money on the cash shop.
0: Oh, let's not get to the cash shop
2: yet. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Okay. Let's do this. Chris spent money on the cash shop. I
0: spent a lot of money on the cash
2: shop. Let's take guesses on how much Chris spent on the cash shop. $100. $100. Okay. Alex is hundred. Alice, Jonathan?
1: Two fifty.
2: Okay? Jonathan? One fifty. Alice is closest. But still low. Oh
0: uh, Yes. I spent oh, wait, what? I spent three hundred dollars on Neverwinter. Wow.
1: Christ. <laughs> by
0: yourself. Huh? You almost bought yourself one of these monitors. <laughs> I should have bought myself one of those monitors. That would have been a much better option.
1: I mean, I'm pretty sure my li- the the, uh, the Lifetime sub that I bought to Star Trek Online many years ago was is, was less than that.
0: Yeah, and look what you're getting out of it now. <laughs> yeah, I know. It wasn't exactly the best purchase, but hey, I have mine. <laughs> oh, uh, you're not alone. There's a number of people who are in that terrible boat about the, the Lifetime sub with Star Trek. I wish there was a Lifetime sub with Neverwinter. Maybe I could have just bought that and been done with it. But now, even now, I still feel temptation to buy. Well, if I just got that one more thing, I could. Okay, so let me explain to you why I spent three hundred dollars on Neverwinter. It's ought to be good. (laughs) It won't be sufficient, but I will I will I will lead you down the process.
1: Well, Chris, arguably the only person that you truly have to, to justify any of this to is your wife.
0: Right. So have fun with that. Yeah, I have a gaming card that I siphon off money every month to, and most of it came out of that, so it's not like a terrible situation, but uh, um, it's just embarrassing okay so neverwinter like i said it's microtransactioned out the butt so the very first thing i did in neverwinter was spend 10 bucks to get a scroll that doubled the speed to get up to level 60 and there was a reason i did that because getting up to level 60 would make me eligible for the new expansion that just came out well now two weeks ago um not this past tuesday but the tuesday before um because i wanted to try it out for the site and they were advertising the maze engine's coming. It's going to be awesome. And people at level 60, um, instead of dealing with this terrible level grind, they can do this uh, new campaign and all this other stuff. And it's going to be awesome. And, you know, we've been covering the news stories. And I said, cool. I think it's a good time to jump into Neverwinter and try that out. I could use a good grindy MMO. I like getting get, uh, empowering up a character and getting some gear score up. So I said, all right, I can do this. So over the past... um I would say month, month and a half, I've been slowly working on a character, getting them up to 60. Um, And three weeks ago, I got them up to 60. And it was like, okay, cool. I'm here at 60. And man, I feel like really playing the game more and and getting them more power leveled up. And there's a double XP weekend, and this is cool. And things just kind of went downhill from there. Um, So as I was enjoying myself and playing the game more... Um, I, I, I had a few issues. Um, so to get, to set the stage, Neverwinter is heavily monetized to the point where pretty much everything that you can interact with in any way, shape, or form has something that you can spend money on to make it better. Your inventory system, um, you, you start with, um, you, you get three bags to hold goods in throughout the course of the game, one of which nobody ever remembers to get. And so you have to have look up an FAQ to figure out how to get the third bag. So most people just have two bags, and it's nowhere near enough room to get all the loot while you're doing your daily quests and stuff once you hit, like, level 60. Um, So the very first thing that you're going to want to do, you're going to want to buy a bag. Um, And bags cost anywhere between $10 and $20, depending on the size. Oh, Christ. (laughs) Isn't that terrible? (laughs) They charge you for inventory slots. which is terrible. Um, And you're like, well, I'll just throw it in my bank. Well, no, because the bank slots is um you start with 24 of those and it costs you $5 to buy 24 more bank slots. So <laughs> So they're going to get you. They get you one way or the other. So it is, uh, it's ridiculous, and you, you, you end up wanting to, to spend money on bags and stuff like that. Okay, so I'm thinking, oh, this is awful. So I need to earn the... in. So there is a way to move around this. It is a free-to-play. So there is an in-game currency called Astral Diamonds. Um, basically, this game, instead of having gold, it has gold, but it's essentially useless. It's not really for anything that matters in any way, shape, or form other than some some crafting reagents and some other crap that just is not important overall they have these astral diamonds that you earn by doing dungeons or selling equipment on the auction house. It's the auction house currency in this game. So if you're trying to play without spending money, um, you're going to find rare stuff, sell it on the auction house, do, um, the daily dungeons and stuff that earn you a set number of astral diamonds per day, and you'll save them up over time. And eventually you'd have enough money to go to the auction house and buy one of these coveted bags. Um, it might take you a month to save up that much, but eventually you could get there and do it. And then you'd finally have the bag situation set, but you're still waiting for bank slots. You still want a better mount, and you still want this and that and the other thing, and you've been playing for so long, and why is it taking so long? This is awful. So these feelings culminate, and they wear down on a person's soul over time. And eventually that person breaks, and they break out their wallet. <laughs> and um, But before that, they're like, well, how else can I get Astro diamonds?" They read, ah, so the smart players, they make alts, and it's a double XP weekend. So I'm going to make all these alts, and I made two alts to start with because I don't want to overwhelm myself. So I make these alts, and they need to do something called invoking. So six times a day at various time intervals, you can you can go to an altar in the game and invoke, and you will get experience points and some astral diamonds and this other stuff. And um, if you're really smart and you have lots of alts, you can do all that. Funnel all that crap from all those alts onto the main character. And that's another way to kind of boost your income and get more Astro Diamonds and be able to supplement uh, your income and your need to have more bag space and whatever else that you're searching searching for right now. Um, So I make these alts. And I realize, well, this is still really slow. And now all these alts need bag space. And they don't have bags. And it's like, well, this really sucks now. And I realize, ha, 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 there is a pack. ...that deals with this. It's called the Dragonborn Pack. It costs $75. But for your $75, you get a mount that all your characters get access to. You get a bag... Oh, no, you don't get a mount. I'm sorry, I made that up. You don't get a mount. You get a bag that all your characters get access to. Normally, you buy a bag, and it's just for one character. And that one character equips the bag, and that's it. But this bag... All of your characters get access to it. So any new characters you make get access to it. So this is it's a, it's a bargain. You're buying a bag that it's like infinite storage. So of course you can't go wrong with that. And you unlock the ability to make um, dragonborn characters, and those look really cool. And you get uh, some other sh- stuff, and what well, I, I don't even remember all the, the little goodies. But like, okay, they, I. I'd be a fool not to buy this, so I buy this thing. Um, and on top of that, I also buy a mount because, and I'll, I'll explain why I buy a mount. So in the game, and this just changed with the most recent patch, but in the game, uh, once you're level 20, you could actually buy a mount, and that mount would go give you a 50% speed boost. That is the lowest possible speed boost they could give you. Well, actually, no, there's a 20% loaner mount that you get below level 20, but we won't go into that. So you get a 50% speed boost mount. This mount is slow. This mount is dumb. And this mount is ridiculous because you're tormented by all the other people with fancy-looking mounts because they bought them on the cash store. Cash store that that are moving around including a giant gelatinous cube that eats you and then moves around with you inside of it it looks awesome trust me or a crab that you're essentially surfing on as it goes sideways through the streets it's really amazing um these mounts move much faster they go 110 percent because they're epic mounts they're also 80 percent mounts but nobody cares about those um and then there's 140% mounts, but nobody can afford those because they're legendary and you only get them through really special stuff. So, the 110 mounts, those are the important ones. And, you know, if you buy that, mounts are also account bound. So, you just need to buy one. So, I bought one. Um because How much was that? that? That mount, probably 15. It was on sale. Um, so, you get the mount and then you... Um, that's also Count Bound, so now all my characters had a bag and a mount. I was set, man. It was like, perfect. This is all I need. I need a bag and a mount. Yeah, it costs some money, but this isn't so bad. You know, I'm, I'm only at like $100 already between the, the $10 scroll, the $75 Dragonborn pack, and the $15 to $20 mount. Um,
2: and then you kept going.
0: And then I kept going, and I'm not really, I'm trying to remember what I did. <laughs> At this point, and why I did it. Um, so, so y- now I had all the stuff. I had like most of the basics covered. Except now I'm really cranking out. Right, I'm I'm getting levels. I've got my alts. They're all producing things. It, this is this is feeling really good. I'm having more fun. Um, I'm I'm at the point where my money has made me have more fun with the game, which is a good f- place to be. At least if you're going to spend the money, at least have f- fun with it. Um, but I'm still I'm still. Um, being stymied in some equipment areas i'm being stymied in um gosh i can't even remember right now anna What the heck did i spend money on in this game i need to hold on i'm gonna go check my receipts (laughs) i have receipts i want to tell you the story accurately i care about accurate storytelling it's it's a thing of mine so hold on So in the meantime, I'm doing, I'm in the level 60 range with my main character. Um, and so I've, I've done those first set of purchases. I got my outs going. I got my, my mount and I'm running around and I'm doing quests to kind of go up in levels. And it's still pretty slow, even though, um, they've, they've made it because the new expansion hadn't come out yet. And that whole thing where, you know, I'm going to get all these bonuses, you know, it hasn't happened yet, or I'm going to have access to this level 60 content that's supposed to be better. It hasn't happened yet. So, um, Oh, those, over, yeah, those receipts are just going to look like that, aren't they? Oh, that's lame. Okay.
2: <laughs>
0: it's hard funny. for him
2: to look up what he's bought.
0: Yeah, I'm just looking through how my, my purchases used to be small, and then they got big over time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, here's an order for $10. Here's an order for $10. Here's an order for $50. Here's an order for $50. So, actually, 50, 50, 50, 50, that's 200, 230 um, plus the Steam purchase of ten is two hundred forty. I may have only spent two hundred forty dollars, which makes Alice even more accurate. Wow. Yeah, I know. I feel better now, oh, just slightly though. <laughs> <laughs> just slightly. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's see. So the third, yeah, the original would have been for that. Plus I had some Zen I was just keeping around. Then I put in the fifty, and that would have been enough to do the the seventy five dollar thing. And then I would have needed more for the mount. Um and then I would have bought a did I buy a companion? I think oh, you told game. me you bought a pet. See I would launch the game, but this game has this tendency well let's see if it works or not. It might make the stream start dropping. Uh I bought a pet, you say, Yeah. I bought that, oh, right, because I had to spend in-game money on that. So, all right. So I'm grinding through stuff, and it's going kind of slow, and there's no real way to spend money around that. Well, there is, but it's really inefficient, so you don't do that. Um, So I, I, I got to the point where, all right, well, I'm enjoying getting the equipment I can. I've got alt space. I've got mounts. I feel bad for spending... Uh, at At that point, like ninety five dollars, so all right, and the expansion's out very soon, so i'm going to take a little bit of break and come back on the expansion day and so I did that, and then the expansion launches the maze engine comes out, and the maze engine adds a few things one, all your mounts are account bound, which is awesome, um, including the ones like you get in game um, and well at least I think they were well, whatever. And it also adds, like, this new campaign for you to do, even at level 60. It adds... um...
2: Here's the only problem with the campaign.
0: Oh, I haven't gotten to that yet. (sighs) Yeah, so let's talk about the campaign, because that's the big draw. So, you got this new story-based campaign you get to do at level 60, whereas a lot of the campaigns um you have to wait till you're level 70 and you've finished this giant um level grind to be able to do and the campaigns have all the interesting story content and what a frustrating thing that is, right? So, this is the, the maze engine's going to fix all this. And this is what people were led to believe. And, you know, in some degrees, it that helped. So you get in at uh, level 60. You got your level 60 character. My character was 64 at that point because they had a double XP weekend. I'm like, well, how about I try and get as much XP as I can just to set myself up? And that turned out to be a good idea <laughs> because... Mm-hmm on the release day everybody goes to do this new campaign they do they get done with the first three quests and then they are they are hit with a quest where it's like okay complete dailies over the next five days and then you can continue with the storyline like what (laughs) what 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 (laughs) i have to wait a week before i can go on to the next storyline of this campaign you've been hyping up over the past two months are you freaking kidding me
2: and even better is, if you miss a day, tough nuts.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, you have to do the daily. Otherwise, you're not going to make progress. You should know that, Anna.
2: Well, I mean, I don't know. I just think of stuff like Heroes of the Storm, where if you don't play for a day, you still get the daily quest. Does that yeah, make sense? but that
0: you cap out how many daily quests you can have sitting waiting for you, though.
2: Right, but this doesn't even have a key.
0: No, it doesn't do anything like that. But because that's okay. You know, it's an MMO. Screw you. Well, everything in this game is built around screwing you, so... <sighs> Okay, so let's see if I can remember now what, what I did here. Okay. All right. So, uh, oh, yeah, the services. Mm. So I'm sitting there at level 60. I got this campaign thing going on. I'm a little frustrated with it. I want to get to level 70. So I'm trying to to just do everything I can to advance my character in any way. So then I started spending uh, about five. They had a sale on services. So I spent five bucks uh, actually, I spent ten bucks on more bank slots, so I got thirty-two more bank slots. I um, spent three, uh, two or three dollars on um, a thing that lets me respec my character. Yes, they charge you real-life money for respects, or you have to grind up astral diamonds to do it. And but the only way to do, there's one aspect of your character that can only be respec with a cash shop item, and isn't that frickin' a kick in the junk? It, it, just so you know yeah it is a kick in the junk it's really dumb I can't believe they do that so I needed that retraining token so that was like two or three bucks um, I spent 15 bucks on garments that give me an extra 20 percent xP gain because um, the the level grind is awful right so I needed to reduce that level grind so I spent essentially you have to spend cash shop money for um, heirloom items like you would get in wow. You know that you can just buy with in-game money, which is ridiculous. So I did that because I was desperate for more XP because I couldn't handle this grind any longer. Um, I spent uh, about fifty dollars just converting it to Astro Diamonds to buy items on the auction house that were high level, but also had the right slots for me to socket in things that would give me experience boosts. That that was a purchase right there. Um, I, oh, right, after the new mount system came out and everybody understood how things work and what stats you're getting from all mounts, it became clear that there was a particular epic mount that I was going to need in order to spec my character correctly because certain mounts have certain specs or certain stats. So I was like, well, at some point, I'm going to need to buy this mount. And, oh, look at looky, looky, with the launch of the expansion, they had a 50% off mount sale. So I spent <laughs> 10 bucks on another epic mount. But hey, I'm good for mounts now. I'll never need to buy another mount unless, you know, they release a a legendary one or something. So then I started looking at how do I optimize my companions? Everything has stats in this game. Your horse has stats, your your pets have stats, you have stats, your equipment has stats, your equipments have exper- have enchantments that have stats. Since this is a free to play game, everything can be upgraded. Your your companions can be upgraded, your mounts can be upgraded, your enchantments on your equipment can be upgraded, your equipment itself some of it if it's artifact equipment, it can be upgraded. Upgrades are expensive. Chris has not gone down the road of trying to actually just forcefully buy all the materials to upgrade all this stuff to max level because that would be thousands of dollars. That would be ridiculous. And I'm not even I'm not dumb enough to fall into that trap. Um (sighs) That said, I you know I would spend a little bit here and there. So what I was doing is you know I throw in fifty bucks, get a bunch of hundreds of thousands of astral diamonds, and just try and cherry pick how do I advance my character the best with uh, just spending some money off my gaming card. Um, and so one hundred fifty just went like, like that. Just me trying to cherry pick how I can upgrade and and boost the gear gear score of my of my character. And between the character services sale where I was buying like. Um, extra slots and stuff for super cheap um, and the just uh, m- running the auction house and feeling like, well this mu- this card is something I never spend money off of. I may as well do it for something like this and if nothing else, I've got a story on the uh, the podcast about how stupid I am with my money. Um, and hey, look, that worked out. Um, <laughs> so I did it. And after all that, Yeah, I think that's what it was. The rest of it was all just auction house money that I poured into the system in order to just buy various things. I bought, um, I spent a few hundred thousand astro diamonds on like a fantastic healing companion that can keep me alive and things because I was dying too much. Um, I spent money on all the purple things that I'm wearing now um, so that I would have high stats and could actually start doing end game content at a more without having to wait for everything to drop because it was never going to drop or without having to grind the Astral Diamonds. And so now here I am. I've got an item level of 2,339 and I'm waiting five more days for... Oh, by the way, after you do that first five-day wait, um, you get a 10-day wait for the next section of the story. They give you two quests and then you wait 10 more days. And so now here I am. I've got all my item levels. I've spent hundreds of dollars on this game and I just feel bad about myself. I feel bad about my my ability to control myself I feel guilty towards my wife and um, that said I still kind of want to play the game (laughs) so Neverwinter is an evil addictive game that gets its hooks into you and makes you want to spend money Um, and the smart people do a couple things one they don't care about progressing quickly if you don't care about progressing quickly you're not going to spend money to try and progress quickly that will help you out a lot um, and there's a fun game at the core here, so that will help you actually be able to experience it without being stupid. Um, additionally, they put in a little bit of money to the game. Some of these people do, and uh, just play the astral diamond exchange. Is there there is a, an auction house in here that you can just um, buy astral diamond for cash shop money, or sell it for astral diamonds
1: to get cash shop money. And so, if yeah, you're really smart and patient, that... yeah, well, go ahead. I was just gonna say that's something that Star Trek Online has as well.
0: Yeah, I think all the games I, I think it's in all that games. Yeah. So if you play that mo- money, that market enough, you can just make tons of money that way. And so now that I've you know calmed down and realized I've been making mistakes with my life and I should really question my ability to be a person, um, I um, am starting to play that market instead, and I'm going to try and um, not put any more money into this game. I have my mounts. I've got some companions. There are more companions I need. There are so many enchantment upgrade materials I need, but I'm not going to spend real money on them, and I'm just going to enjoy some of the story that there is, and my wife keeps yelling at me for playing the game for too much, and so I'm going to play other things and and try and chill out. And that is my story with Neverwinter, and don't I just feel like a piece of crap.
2: (laughs) So... How was the
0: expansion? Um, let's see.
2: <laughs> no, you've already complained about the dailies.
0: I complained about the dailies, but I like the story and, uh, to some degree. And I like that... Uh,
2: <laughs> to some
0: degree. Uh, I just... Uh, the cash shop stuff has overshadowed the rest of the game here. And I was hoping to give you guys a report on like, hey, here's what this MMO is doing that's interesting and stuff. And instead, it's just it's just thinking about all the impacts of the cash shop stuff instead. And that's not very fun, you know. And I was hoping there'd be something fun going on here, and instead we have this baloney. Oh, I don't even know what I'm thinking of anymore. Um, the the uh, they've cleaned up a, a fair amount of the game systems, um, and there's always more to go. Uh, this game is embroiled in controversy with its players, uh, the the developers and the publisher have really poor communication with the player base. They basically don't explain anything that they do. Um, and Well, they they give explanations, but they're only half explanations. And then the the community says, okay, well, these things you said make sense, but here's 75 questions that we have that we don't understand, and we'd like to know your plans on these 20 different issues that are going on with the game right now. Uh, the developers don't respond to any of that. And so because of that, the player base feels that they're being ignored. Um, occasionally, patches will come in and you know they'll finally address something that's been lurking out there for a couple years or something really high pressing that's been out there for right now Um, but most of the time there's a lot of old issues that have just felt like they're being ignored the economy seems to be going crazy um, with inflation and then they're they're taking things out of the game that uh, that people feel um, is making the game worse and the the effect is that you've got a player base that's largely upset at the developers, for some reason is still playing the game, but swears they won't spend any more money on the game. Um, you've got developers who seem to really want people to spend more money on the game, and so they're trying to force people into doing that more. And you just have this this air of just antagonism between the developers and the player base. And it's really strange. And I, I don't really understand what they're going for, and I'm just seeing a, a game developer here that seems to be making mistakes that I've seen... Well, I feel like they're they're learning some of the lessons that have already been learned in other MMOs, except they're, they're just going through it like the most hardest, terrible way they could. Instead of looking at these other MMOs and emulating what they've done to begin with, they're just going down the road of making the same mistakes and not learning from history. And it's very frustrating to watch happen, and you can't do anything about it. You can just enjoy the game for what it is. And there's definitely a fun core here. Um but then there's other aspects of the game that just make no damn sense if you've played other MMOs and it's it's very frustrating. Um So um after that I, I said, you know, I need I need to take a break from this, um, if for no other reason than to make my wife stop yelling at me. So I played some more Final Fantasy eleven and you know, it turns out they just announced a new patch in eleven. They're gonna add a mount system.
2: There so this is sort of interesting. So basically immediately after they terminated the service for the PlayStation 2 and Xbox 360. Well, that's, that doesn't end
0: for another few days. March 31st. Right. Yeah.
2: So basically, as soon as those systems are offline, they are adding a bunch of new features.
1: It looks like it, Hey, yeah. look, it's the, that the, uh, the old bugbear with, well, the joke with Final Fantasy Eleven was the, everything that was holding the game back was due to PS2 limitations.
2: And it turns like, out that might actually be true.
1: But I don't think it's yeah. going to be as good as people
0: think, because I think the game is still developed on PS2 dev kits. Huh? The, Final Fantasy XI's development is but done via PlayStation 2 dev kits.
2: You're sure about that?
0: They've announced it in the past. Okay. And so I don't know that... The, one of the reasons they had to end service is they're having trouble getting more of those dev kits. And so I don't know how much they're going to be able to convert completely to just PC-based development because the code base, I think, is ported from PS2 to begin with in
1: some weird, strange I, way. I was going to say oops. development, I'm pretty sure development uh, development work using PS2 dev kits still uses PCs as a, as a start point. Good. And it's going to be probably going to be C++ derived. It, I, I can't imagine it would be that difficult. Okay, good. I hope I mean, not. bear in mind also the game is what 13 14 years old, mm-hmm. at least from a development perspective. Yeah. Um, we know that um, Final Fantasy 11 was under development when Final Fantasy 10 was released in Japan, yeah, right? The first time, I just,
0: they, the first time they did say something in the past that made it sound like, yeah, just because we're getting P- rid of PS2 doesn't mean we get to just completely modernize the development tool chain here, but um, no. hopefully, there's stuff they can do to make it <laughs> less crazy. And this hopefully is one of them.
1: <laughs> so they got a I mount often, system, but I don't know what it's going to be of, like. I yeah. did often, I, did, I was going to say, I did often think that the game's file structure was pretty much uh, done in a way that suggested it was developed for PS2. Mm. It looks very awkward when looked at on a PC.
0: That it does. <laughs> so um, maybe they'll change that too. Maybe they won't. Maybe they can't. <laughs> Uh, so they're adding some features, and that's really cool. And uh, Final Fantasy Eleven has um, a thing going on right now where you get to play for free if you haven't been playing for a while. So you can free login period. So go check it out again. Uh, they got some cool campaigns going on right now: bonus experience, bonus um, Wildskeeper rave reward or, or stuff, and and other things. So they have this cool week. Every week it's a different campaign right now, and that's and that's nice. So. A little plug for Eleven there. I won't spend much time on it. Um, yeah, what else did people play? Let's not hear about my neverwinter exploits.
2: Um, should we talk about Fire Emblem at this point?
0: Well, I've been playing it. You've been playing. It. I finished Conquest. Ella. I finished Birthright. Ooh, Jonathan, what did you finish?
3: I haven't finished anything yet. Well, get on it.
2: But you've been playing it, right? <laughs> yes. So how? F- which one are you playing, and how far are you?
3: I'm in Birthright and I'm in the teens battle somewhere like maybe sixteen, seventeen. Okay. I'm playing on hard and and uh, classic, so I have to restart battles often. Well, I wouldn't say often, but I'll get towards the end. One of my guys good crit die, and I got to reload the battle. So no. sometimes it's an exercise in frustration.
2: Yeah, um, now that I'm playing on Conquest, I am totally playing on Phoenix.
3: Yeah. Yeah,
0: baby mode see. is totally the way to play that game. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if all you care about is like the social conversations between folks.
3: I, I mostly I like to play for the tactical uh, battle strategy and that kind of stuff. And when I turn the deaths a permanent deaths off then I lose that tension in battle. So
0: what what difficulty are you playing on?
3: Uh, hard and classic.
0: Hard classic. Not insanity though.
3: No.
2: It's... I think you have to unlock it, don't oh, you? Oh do you? Okay. I feel like you have to beat the game once to play on I insanity. I don't
3: remember. And now I while I like that tension, I don't I'm not a masochist either, so
0: <laughs> That's funny. Yeah all the Reddit's threads seem to be focused around playing on insanity. For that game
3: yeah Cause You got to be hardcore man <laughs> if you're not hardcore you ain't nothing no yep. so uh it's, it's slow but it's also my handheld so i play that in bed before i go to sleep it's kind of like a wind down so i'll mm-hmm. every night i'll like play a battle maybe two, do some stuff and i don't i don't sit there and marathon play it like i do some of my pc games so that's another reason why I'm making slower progress.
0: That's fair. Oh, you know, what else did we play? Oh, Jonathan, you played Black Desert Online. Yes.
3: How is your Black Desert? Uh, mixed. You know, I think it from the way you talk about Neverwinter and the way you've talked about, like, Terror Online, I've heard it uh, compared to Terror Online somewhat as far as some of the combat stuff. Yeah. But, uh, the combat's a lot of fun. It's yeah. A, it's really action based. It's combo based in a way. Uh, it, that that part's rewarding. The graphics are pretty nice. The world's pretty nice. However, <clears throat> it's got some annoying ease of use things like that tries to be maybe too realistic. Like you have to have, you know, if you want to get your mount, it's got to be put in the stable, and you can only access it by going to that stable in that town. You stick stuff in a bank in that town. You have to go to that bank in that town to get it. Oh, seriously? Bank. Yes.
0: Oh, that's ridiculous.
3: So stuff like that. How
0: many towns are there?
3: Uh, Several. Uh. And then your inventory space, you have to unlock by doing quests. You know, uh, you as bad as, as, as
0: that sounds, I would still take it over being bound to only cash shop items to get more inventory. In Neverwinter, yeah. I would rather have just bank spaces in random towns versus having to pay money for more bank spaces. So, I guess between the two, I'm going to prefer what you got there.
3: <laughs> yeah, and <clears throat> just inventory in your bag you unlock by doing quests. So uh, I love you start it. Start off with <laughs> a set inventory, and then uh, it grows. I just I'm never going to take
0: quests. inventory space for granted again.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, it's. I don't know. It's a mixed bag where I like to combat and I have some friends that play it. Uh, I got a little. Plus, I I started doing. You actually don't get experience from doing quests. You only get experience from killing enemies. But you unlock things. uh, That sounds a bit grindy. It is, but it isn't. Uh, The game, you can level to max level pretty quickly. Especially if you get in with a group and just. You can grind some mobs, but it's. Supposedly, you can max level really quick. So while it seems grindy in that way, it's not a grindy game because you don't take that long to level.
1: Um, um, I was going to say, um, from my limited experiences playing it myself, was that um, I kind of found the same thing, that it's quite easy, um, at least with the character classes I played as, to like take on large quantities of enemies at once and yep. sort of take them out very quickly with combos
3: that's basically and then if you get in a group you get experience bonuses and you can you know if you play with pretty good people you can i haven't done this much yet but you can go grab a whole bunch of mobs get like two or three guys and just destroy them and then go through experience really fast but uh, you have to go back later and do a lot of the quests because the quests give you things like inventory space the, the, this thing called contribution points to where you use that stuff to like buy your house and 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 it's like a a special currency that you can get certain things with so uh, it's it's, for me it's kind of tough to get into doing some of that stuff because I've been spoiled with some of the ease of use things from like WoW, World of Warcraft and and going back and while it's more realistic sometimes realistic doesn't mean fun so I'm kind of mixed on it and I haven't played it in a little while I keep meaning to play it, but then it's like, ah, oh, it's so much easier just to start a game of Division or Rainbow Six Siege or um, Path of Exile. i playing that. Uh, it's so much. You can just sit down and play. Where Black Desert's okay, I got to do and do all this, and it's, it's a lot of it's MMO too much work. time-wasting stuff. Yeah, yeah, in a way. But there's also cool things you can do. Like you can go AFK. And like fish or farm and do stuff like that. You can have workers go and collect. You get this worker system, yeah. and they'll they'll automate going and and harvesting stuff for you.
0: Wait, really? You can. They've yes. added botting into the game, essentially. Yes. Pretty, Wait, yeah. But you have
3: to be logged in to do it. Uh, you can minimize it. But, but you still, you have, have to be
0: in the game to do it. You can't log out and have that stuff. Uh, I'm trying
3: right? to remember if the the workers will still go about their business if you're logged out or not. I know you have to be logged in but minimized to do the automated phishing. Okay. But I'm not sure if the workers will still do stuff with you gone or not. And it's I really funny, that. too. You can see like your friend's workers running around. Like I've run into oh, this guy's worker that's before. Great. That's on my. <laughs> and so things like that I think you'd like. Um,
0: I would like that. I do like that. That's
3: great. There's auto running, too, to where you, there's like a checkpoint system kind of.
0: Oh, so you, you just click on the map and it'll take you there?
3: Yes. You'll and it'll run, auto yeah. run but it'll run uh it'll do a safe route on the roads. Because if you go off the roads you can get attacked. Yeah. So it'll it'll do a uh, uh yeah, basically okay, go to my next quest, hit auto run, and your guy'll just take off on his own. You can go to the restroom, go get a drink, and you come back and you're at that place.
0: I, I kinda that's one feature from Asian games that I really wish more western developed games had, is that auto run thing. And yep. I assume there's some giant like reason that they don't do that but I I do kind of love that when I see that in the game
3: the other thing though is you you get mounts but you don't necessarily want to use your mounts because as you run around you build up your stamina rating oh seriously yes so it's like it's so, like Skyrim <laughs> yeah Gotta and then around. though I think you also level up your mounts too and make them stronger by using them you can there's mounted combat as well but I haven't done it <gasps> yet I wonder if that's any good yeah, on the, the the combat though is really satisfying. That's the best part of the game. And the, the well, I have this berserker class, and basically grabs enemies. You can slam them onto the ground. You can slam them into other enemies. You you do a lot of flashy you know screen attacks, and the the sound and the the kind of the shake and all that. It's very satisfying as you're if you, you feel like you're this big warrior with a big axe just smashing through your enemies. So, it does that quite well. So, it sounds like you're enjoying the game. Yes and no. Yes and no. Oh. (laughs) I am when I play it, but actually, okay, getting myself to to the, I guess, I don't want to say procrastination, but like the... Motivation. Motivation, yeah. To get on and and, and start playing it each time. I just usually find myself playing something else.
1: Hmm. So, I don't
3: know what that says about the game. That's kind of weird. When I'm playing it, it's fun. Maybe it's just I have too many other games to play, and that's a more...
0: See, the, the the problem I expected there to be that game based on the coverage I had been seeing was that it would be feel really, really
3: grindy, and yet you're it's, not describing no. it as very grindy, so... <clears throat> no, no, it's not, and it, it's going to be grindy for a small period of time, mm-hmm. but uh, it's not like... Kyle, okay, you're saying Never Winner takes forever to, after we need to get to level 60? Mm-hmm yes you, you level quickly enough to where I had some of my friends who are level fifty in the first week.
0: Yeah, I, well, that's the kind of the dumb thing about Neverwinter is the the sixty to seventy. It is way longer than zero to sixty. However, it's actually not that long. It's a it's a matter of contrast, <laughs> and just it ends up feeling like a completely different game. But if you actually just measure it against like a, a normal MMO grind, it's kind of it's it's within the relevant bounds of that. Yeah. So it's weird. Anyway,
3: and I so. think at like level 30 or 40, you get like your ultimate for your class. And it's supposed to be pretty amazing. I haven't gotten that high yet. I'm like level 20.
0: All right. So you need to. Well, you don't have to do anything, but that's that sounds. You're, you're selling me on the game. You're selling me a, a little Watching bit Watching
3: you play Neverwinter on the, the, the cast, the combat looks cooler than that.
0: Yeah, it well, probably is. Lo- yeah.
3: Neverwinter's so combat's like kind of like simple.
5: That.
0: Yeah, okay. okay. So I should play Black Desert online. So I was
3: checking it? out, though it does have a cash shop, so... Oh,
0: uh, maybe. maybe I shouldn't play it. <laughs> Anna, don't let me play Black Desert online. I don't
3: think it's <sighs> uh, as nefarious-seeming as Neverwinter. Well, online.
0: I mean... it uh, you've you've dealt with my first complaint I don't have to buy bag space with real money, so yeah. that should that should help a ton
3: <laughs> yeah, and you seem to not care as much about some of those uh little nuanced things like having to go to a certain city. And stuff, I think that bothers me. Oh, more than maybe it, oh, it
0: will bother me. Okay. It's just that <laughs> I've been going through hell here and never winter and so it, it feels like paradise to me compared to having to ba- spend money for more bag space, right? So it, it's all a matter of perspective. Let me Let's put it that way.
3: Or you're more used to it, so it's not as big of a deal to you. Well, Maybe if, I, if
0: I went back and played WoW for a while and got myself yeah. accustomed to, like, a real MMO, um, you know, I'd, I'd probably be back in your camp of, like, well, why do I have to put up with this crap? I should be able to access this from
3: everywhere. To me, it's more of a time waste. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Time wastes are no fun. You want to play games to have fun, and they shouldn't have...
3: See, that's why oh, eleven is spoiled me. got a whole bunch of these me. items. out. Oh, crap! They're back in that town. That's like a twenty-minute run away. That's hmm, why do eleven is spoiled more, me. Or I run back there and get them.
0: And I guess fourteen as well. They have like these crazy warp systems where you can just kind of warp to any save point and stuff in yeah. in eleven and fourteen. And then I play a game like Neverwinter, and you have to mop, you have to ride across the map, even though I've been there before. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Why would I have to do that? I've already been there. Why can't I just teleport there? And it's like, oh yeah that's how other games work
3: <laughs> well I mean if you want to make this realistic more immersive type system I guess it would be because you're your guy in this world and you, you know I think immersion is most...
0: a bit overrated
3: in these games yeah but that's I guess maybe what they're saying they're aiming for okay but usually now since we've been spoiled by these other things it usually just turns it it ends up becoming like a pain in the butt like, okay, uh, I can sit here watching my guy run for 15 minutes. It's okay. So it's, like I said, it's depends on how much that, I guess your enjoyment of the game will be how much that kind of stuff bothers you. Okay, cool. But uh, it's the servers are all very populated right now, so it's got a pretty good um, following thus far.
0: Oh, all right. What else you've been playing, Jonathan? Path of Exile. Path of yeah. Exile. So that's, is that the new thing in that had been out by the time, last time we talked, or did that come nope. out recently? No, it wasn't out. it's come out between then. Okay, okay. So now I'm excited. All right. I like Diablo-type games. Path of Exile is a good game. What did they add?
3: That, I can't quite tell you everything without looking it up, because I've, you know, every time it's a new season, so I re-roll a character. Yeah. So my character is level 33. I know there's these trials of ascendancy you do, and you can unlock these special. Um, I'm trying to think of the right, the correct term, but it's kind of like little uh, hero classes in a way. So you have your main class, and then you can get certain amount of points to unlock like a uh, these champion type classes. So you could pick one of three per each class, and I think the Scion has a mix of all of them. <clears throat> So you use, a, I think you get up to six points, and you do certain trials with sentencing and go in this extra little area, and you get, if you complete that, you get some points that you can then spend on your custom class. So it's like a a, a, class, a subclass inside of a class. So and custom, which means points. I have to figure it out? or So it's, it's customizing. You get to pick which one of the three you want to do. Okay. But it's a subclass, basically, or a hero class, or... However you want to call it, and you put a few points into that, and it's they're fairly powerful. But well, it changes okay. the game a lot as far as builds go. And that's the name of the game Path of Exile is uh, getting the correct build, which can be daunting for some who want to just do it on the fly. And then, okay, I like this, I like that. Let me do it because if you don't plan out your Path of Exile character, they'll probably probably be trash.
0: Oh. Can you respec in Path of Exile? No. Oh, You got to reroll. Okay. So, so your choices you can, matter.
3: Okay, I say no. You get some respec points, but it's you can't. It's a, a small drop in the you know the pool. Okay. So you can you can get a certain amount, but it's just usually for little mistakes or little tweaks, not the whole tree. Got it. So it's. Uh, i having fun with it. I, I've always enjoyed the game. I like the kind of the way the skill system works and stuff. I, I kind of wish you didn't have to plan out your tree that much, though. I think some of the diehards would would hate me saying that, just because sometimes when I'm playing like something like Diablo, mm-hmm. uh, you go through and okay, I like the skill. I'm gonna use this. Oh yeah, this skill's a lot more fun. Or I got this new weapon that uses this skill well. Or but, so I want to use that and switch to it and just have variations in play style and. Uh, where Path of Exile, you kind of want to pick a few things and then go with it. Otherwise, right. at high level, you're not going you're not going to cut it.
0: I mean, it's the difference so, between Diablo two and Diablo
3: three. Though I guess they added yeah. respect
0: to two, didn't they? Ugh.
3: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but Diablo two, you could probably still get by with doing certain things some way. Where uh, Path of Exile, it's you get a lot of your passives that way. So your strengths and your Dexterities and your plus this damage, it's it's you could really make a really, really terrible character if you chose to Path of Exile. Oh, that stinks. So like you can yeah, it, you could really do a, a botched up job if, if Warden or so inclined to do it. So
2: Yeah, that's what made me disinterested in playing Diablo too, is it's like there's no trial and error you can completely hoop yourself just by picking the wrong talents. Yep.
3: Well, the trial and error is re-rolling the character.
0: Well, in Diablo 2, Anna, you need to remember, if you take any skill to max, you're going to do fine in normal. Okay. So it, it's not as bad as you might be worried it is. It's all about if you want like a character that do really great on hell. you know.
3: Well, but, I, I guess like, you could probably say the same about Path of Exile. Even though you can make a terrible character, you could probably survive normal. Okay. it's when you start going on the, the replays and, and getting the more in-game stuff is when you really feel the difference yeah, yeah, okay, good but it's um, I don't know, I, I like it. I get hooked into it I think last weekend I had like a six or seven hour marathon session with it, and I actually haven't played it since then but uh, I may play it again this weekend, some but while I get into it I get pretty hooked
0: so I've been playing some more Diablo 3 lately. <laughs> huh. I got so tired of um, trying to gear up my character in Neverwinter and, I don't know, all this other stuff. I'm like, I just want a game where I can go get some legendaries and feel awesome. And you know what that game is?
3: That's Diablo <laughs> 3. some Battle like... of Exile, too. Well, it
0: would be, except I don't have a high-level character in that. I have well, like... you have
3: to re-roll anyway.
0: Oh, that's a good point.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah so. <laughs> but I would look up. Uh, a certain type of skill you want to use mm-hmm. and then look up builds for that skill and kind of plan out how you want it to do it mm-hmm. otherwise so that that kind of planning is cool in a way to where it, it really separates people it separates and really you can really customize your your special guy but it's also annoying to where sometimes you just want to play on the fly and just kind of you know do it as you go along you can't so I, I can see the, the benefits and the negatives to both sides of it.
0: hmm All right. Let's uh, jump over to Alex. How is uh, Casey Powell Lacrosse 16 going for you? <laughs> it's fun.
2: Is he's, it? He's been playing on on YouTube yeah. so that people can watch him.
0: Oh, so. you really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you should it's stream one that on Gamers.
5: Of I, <laughs> <stream stuff. laughs> I almost did by accident.
0: That's awesome.
5: <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure there's much crossover between Alpha Gamer and the <laughs> Casey Powell, Lacrosse fan base.
2: I don't know. You might be surprised.
5: <laughs> What's your favorite feature of
0: Casey Power or Lacrosse 16?
5: The Lacrosse, mostly.
0: The Lacrosse.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Good answer.
4: Uh,
2: I, can't
0: even, I can't even fake make conversation about that game. I care so little. Um... <laughs> Uh, yeah, you're it's, terrible, it's a pretty Chris. solid
5: sports game for what it is considering the size of the studio because you're not going to get many well, I mean, And the and stiff competition
0: in. for lacrosse games that are out there right now Oh,
5: mm. oh yeah <laughs> like, cause, I mean, Considering some of the games you get for like, rugby and stuff which are generally useless this is a really solid effort so Nice <laughs> They've actually put in all the effort in so I mean, it doesn't have like the massive features you're getting, like Madden and whatever, but it's fun to play. So. Well, that's
2: good. That's
5: good. And
2: yeah, Anna, check I out noticed... my YouTube
5: channel for more. <laughs> huh? Check out my YouTube channel to see it's in Yeah, in well, I was
0: going to ask, how do people get to that?
5: Uh, Whatever, my like, MKTAI87, I think.
0: MKTAI87 on YouTube.
5: Yeah.
0: All right, cool. And then
5: uh, it looks so like... That is literally a YouTube channel.
0: <laughs> so you've also been playing a game that I swear I feel like I saw on iOS a while back called Swap Quest.
2: Yeah, it got or... ported yes. to Vita. Are you playing yeah.
0: the Vita version? Yeah,
5: Yeah, I played and finished the Vita version finished. this and week. And reviewed so. it. Yep. Oh. Yep.
2: Yeah, so it's, a, it's a fun little game. So. My hesitation mm. with playing this game is... The time limits—how bothersome are they?
5: Not at all, really.
2: Oh, really? It, it's yeah. Huh. Maybe I'll have to give it a try then.
5: Yeah, I mean, it, it just forces you to go forward, but it's not anything that's too dramatic. It sort of makes you think—it just makes you think on your feet more about getting through. So.
2: Okay. Well, that's not as bad as I thought then.
5: Yeah, it it's, it doesn't scroll quickly. It's generally fairly slow. Okay. And it and if you're if you're speeding through it, it will just speed up to make sure that you're in the middle, and then just slow down again once you start. Gotcha. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, amused my amused me for a couple of evenings. So fun little title. So I'd say it's, it's not that long, out. huh? No, I think it's about five hours for me to roll credits. But, I mean, I wasn't playing on the hardest difficulty, so you got that stuff, and there's a few.
0: Is it is it just like a narrative walkthrough straight through game? Is it a roguelike? I don't I don't know how this is structured. Are you meant to play um, through it multiple times, or?
5: Yeah, you, there's one sort of thing you have to do to roll credits, but I think the initial playthrough you just go through the missions to do stuff but there's a gem hidden on each of the levels that you're supposed to pick up to actually finish the game. Ah. But, yeah, aside from that, it's more sort of puzzle than anything else. Okay. It's just trying to swap stuff over to go through it. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I recommend picking that up if you need to, something to kill a couple of evenings or something with. <laughs> and outside that, I've been progressing in Bravely second
0: is bravely second good is it holding up is it yeah suck? it's
5: holding up I, mean, yeah. I think basically what i said last time is if you like bravely default you'll more than likely enjoy Baby Second. If you didn't like Baby Default, you won't like Baby Second.
0: Well, I mean, have you gotten to the ridiculous... I, we probably asked this last time. Have you gotten to the ridiculous need to replay it 17 times and do the oh, same I, thing over and over again? No, I remember?
2: They
5: took that I, out.
0: That's not in there? Okay.
5: No, no. I don't know. I haven't played enough to... Um, to say for sure yet? To, I, I, yeah, I haven't seen anything. That's it's been yet, like three I mean, weeks. What are you doing? Uh, I'm playing Casey Pellacross mostly. Oh, you
2: only
5: playing something. I've only put in 25 hours to Bravely Second, so All I'm right.
2: still... <laughs> Remember that this is what the kerfuffle is about, about how nin- how uh, Square Enix edited the side quest, Chris. Or, wow, it's been long oh, that's enough. Right. I yeah. don't think we've you talked about this. You didn't talk about, about this. this yet. All right, so here's the deal. In the Japanese version of Bravely Second, anytime you do the side quest that gets you asterisks, you have group A and group B. And in the original Japanese version, you would pick a side, so you would go with Group A, and you would. On, up... I know.
1: I think we. I think we did talk about this. I seem to remember it.
2: <laughs> did we? I think we
5: briefly mentioned. But I do we talked about the editing.
2: All right. Oh, okay. So.
0: I don't know it's been seven years since we did a podcast, so you
2: we probably didn't group talk a, about. It. You beat up Group B, and then your group basically talks about what a terrible, awful decision you made, and so there's no resolution. So if you then uh basically as part of the storyline you get the ability to to like turn back time. So if you turn, turn back, back time turn and yeah, back yeah 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 time. shut up share um you can turn back time, side yourself with group A for a second time, beat up group B, and then your characters being mentally prepared for what happens they're, they're okay with the decision and you unlock additional story and you move on and then you can turn back time and side with group B You're and feel terrible about it shut up Cher time. you can side with group B, feel terrible about it, side with group B a second time and have a resolution and get more story so basically in order to, un- in order to get the real story out of all of these side quests you had to play them four times for the North American and European version, they removed the, we are terrible people and this was a terrible decision, part of the quest. So you only have to go and do each side quest twice instead of four times. The end. Yeah. And considering okay. how dumb it was to have to redo everything in... um. The first bravely default I'm kind of glad they went back and did that
5: mm-hmm yeah, well, I can't say the other way I mean I can see both sides of it so i can I can see that being an a rather effective storytelling device, particularly in line with that.
0: it doesn't sound like it was handled in an effective way to me, but
5: I guess I, I don't
2: no
0: know.
5: I think yes, I think that's probably the.
2: Well basically Main the feedback that it, they got but... from Japanese players was even if I'm okay with it as a player, none of the characters are and that's kind of lame. So okay. with that sort of feedback, I understand what they why they did what they did. Does that make sense?
4: Yeah.
5: Oh well, yeah, I mean the thing about it is the decisions themselves aren't obviously correct. They are entirely understandable decisions either way, so Right. I mean, in terms of being ambiguous, I think the first one is does the best job at that. I mean, the other, I think four or five I've done since then, I've been very heavily on one side or the other, quite easily. In my choice, although annoyingly, that picked up meant I don't have an Aspis that I want at the moment. So I wanted the Swordmaster one, but I didn't pick that one.
2: Gotcha.
5: basically because sort I of figured out how to abuse the hell out of that one in baby Default so
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: so do any of the people from the demo ever come back in the full game
5: yeah they start off yeah they're present at the game they start off with you and then very quickly are knocked with him for plot reasons
2: okay that makes but sense. Yeah,
5: they, they, yeah, they they deal with them not being in the party quite quickly.
2: <laughs> cool, good to know.
5: But yeah, they're, they're still fairly present in the main game.
2: Okay. So what else I, have people been playing? If I, I could a turn back a time.
3: Oh, sorry. Confidential game.
0: Wait, what?
2: He's playing something I for review.
0: To... Oh, but you can't talk
3: about yeah. it. Actually, it's not even for RP Gamer. Mm-hmm. It is and it isn't. I, we talked about it. In there. Oh, I don't care then oh, if you break someone else's no, no, no. ar- embargo. Yeah,
2: don't talk about it yet. Oh, talk about it I next can't. podcast. Oh, yes. I think, I think by I then, then your NDA be will be done. Be
3: I know done. the review code should be coming in like 10 or 12, two weeks-ish, a little under two weeks. So I think once those come out, then they'll uh, they'll let us know whenever that NDA lifts. But right. it's something I'm very excited about and I really enjoy it. That's about as much
2: as I can say. So Alice, yeah, have you been delivering missiles in Gundam?
0: Alice, yes. What? Excellent. Have you been delivering missiles? I keep forgetting to ask you.
1: I didn't think we were going to get around to it.
0: Have you logged into Eve ever? Did you yeah. still log into Eve, Chris? Jeez. Did you deliver missiles? She no, delivered missiles
2: in a different game. Or or dance parties? What?
1: Drone parties.
0: Laser light shows. From- oh, drone
4: parties.
1: Um, hey I did finish training for for widows but I still need more things to make good use of it and then I need to find a situation in which I can actually then start dropping on people because that'll be fun
0: yeah I want to hear
1: about that because basically you can turn your cannon you turn your ship into a cannon that shoots other ships that's how most people usually phrase them you know what I need to do is I need
0: to read through this Eve book I got
2: yeah, it's been sitting on my table. I got that the history
0: table. of Eves uh, from Andrew Groen or whatever. Oh okay. yeah, that one. Yeah, it just it came out. It's printed. It's sitting on my coffee table. It looks amazing. I need to read through it. Then, yeah, I think you should. And then tell you about it.
1: <laughs> I I say I'm probably familiar with some of its contents. I bet you. I've you are. been I've exist, I've existed on the periphery uh, of Eve politics for a while, and I've kind of seen the rise and fall of many space empires. <laughs> I mean, given that Eve, given that Eve itself is now involved in another grand war. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. So um, we now have um, the CFC slash Imperium, however you want to call them. Uh, so that's basically Goon Swarm plus friends. Uh, so SNA, Circle of Two, uh, a bunch of other alliances up in the northwest uh, versus what is known as either the Voltron Coalition. Or um, uh, the Money Badger Coalition.
2: (laughs) The names of these. The Money Badger.
1: (laughs) Now, bear in mind, back in 2012, there was a Honey Badger Coalition, Uh which was Test Hero, a bunch of others. But now, um, there is a um, yeah. So there, there is another war starting. And the eve subreddit has been full of uh posting and propaganda excellent um there was a I like 2000... how there
2: is propaganda for a war outside of the game
1: of course there is um so there is uh there was a two thousand there was a two thousand two hundred people in local fight uh last week, <laughs> and um it looks like fade the fade region was it fade or is it? uh yeah fade is being sort of heavily invaded and taken over by voltron so how do i Um, find like archives of these fights to watch them um you can probably i mean some of them will have got uh, like point of view uh footage um from uh people who are streaming to twitch and have uploaded to youtube but you probably need to know how to find it um that's probably the difficulty um there are like news stories on various eve sites and um you know screenshots and stuff like that so um yeah so that's Wait, been happening there are
2: new sites that cover yeah, the wars that's kind of i want to know where do
0: i go for like the good coverage that like like here's the camera angle that looks the most amazing and look at this time dilation here and i don't know
1: oh yeah look the tie dye
0: di- Ty- oh, well, that's right. Delay.
2: So we should probably explain s- what that is. We've talked about it before, okay. but yeah,
1: yeah. It's so tie dye is um, <laughs> tie dye. <laughs> how how does how how the server copes with large quantities of people in the same space um, by basically slowing down processing ticks? Um, it um, it means that um, a short fight can last a lot longer in real time because well yeah everything is going slowly and that's how basically how the server copes with large quantities of people um the main server was upgraded recently over to new hardware um so there have been a lot of recent stress tests over the last couple of months for it um apparently the battle that occurred earlier this week was not on one of their reinforced nodes for large fleet fights so um kind of went about as well as expected. Um, But gone are the days in which the number of people in local just outright caused the node to crash.
0: So, So, wait, do they have, like, they're supposed to have their fights in certain areas of space to make sure that it goes well?
1: No, the whole whole idea is is, um, there is a confidential report. um, It's like a confidential report function where um, if it looks like a fight is coming up, um it's possible to send a report through to their server administration team to mm-hmm. shift the systems onto a reinforced node oh okay so it basically it's more allocation have it all of virtualized system. at this it's point, like then. it's yeah it's it's like allocation of system resources mm-hmm. basically um and there is with the i don't think since the new arch- server architecture went in place um that any of the fights have happened on a reinforced node so it'll be interesting to see what happens when it does like will we see because i mean tie-dye was at, at its maximum possible level during that last fight so yeah that's the that's the eve related news nice. <sighs> So crazy. all right so tell us about gundams or gunpla um well i mean, i think i mentioned during the last podcast that gundam breaker 3 was coming out on the ps4 and vita and i was like hmm I'm not sure I want to play this on Vita because um, I do have a Japanese PSN account and I have bought games for it. And I have it. I have my own Japanese account memory card because that's how you have to um, work with Japanese uh, games on uh, Vita. Right. Vita can only accept one memory card at a time to each PSN account. Right. And you have to yeah. format the Vita whenever you switch them over. i just yeah i just bought two vitas (laughs) yeah um the um so i did the sillier thing which was i bought a secondhand ps4 oh okay
0: (laughs) um wait why would you buy a ps4 yeah i bought a ps4 no but they have i'm confused oh you didn't have a ps4 before
1: no, i oh. do not have a ps4 i didn't know that i have mentioned this
0: several times that i did yeah, not well, have a yeah well i generation don't generation remember because
1: it's like come on get with it
2: don't you have a 3 well i mean
1: the point i suppose the point is is why would i why would i get a ps4 when most of the games that i would ideally want to play on it come out on pc well that's a good reason <laughs> I mean I say the, the only reason I actually got one was because I know there's going to be a small subset of games mostly made done by Japanese developers that are not going to come out on PC because they will never be given PC ports now I've eaten crow on this before when it comes to Tails um, and the previous generation um, bearing in mind um, Tales of hysteria and it's also bit me on the ass with um, crap what else has done it do you care for the uncharted games no i don't care for the uncharted games um i just yeah it's happened before where i basically said oh yeah this is never going to come out on pc and then suddenly oh hang on it's coming out on pc uh final uh, well actually final fantasy 13 was an interesting point but i was never particularly enamored with that in the first place. but don't tell me some of the Tales games suck on PC. More we well, talk. yeah,
2: we- they have issues. The, Sym- but for the, the Symphonia most part.
1: port was apparently terrible, but I think you can fix it. That's the thing about PC ports is they can oh, yeah. be fixed.
2: Yeah, I mean the the games, most of the Tales games, with the exception of um, what was the most recent new one, not like an older one, Zysteria?
1: Styria. now that yeah, was a good port. That one works. that was
2: really, really good, yeah. but most of the other ones have had issues that were just corrected by fans. What mod. about
3: Zillia 2? Was that the more recent
1: one? Or Zisteria? No, Zilia 2 wasn't ported. Um, Zisteria was ported, and the other one was Tales of Symphonia HD, uh, which the port was apparently terrible. I do have a copy of it, because I pre-ordered Tales of Zisteria on PC, uh, but I haven't even installed it yet. because i'm not not particularly inclined to go through it right now um but i say there's always going i feel that there's always going to be a subsection of games mostly done by namco bandai although they occasionally do do very good quality pc ports like the naruto fighting games have come out very well on pc Um, but there seems to be no traction with regards to their japan only series like super robot wars the gundam series and various other things um so i picked up a secondhand ps4 um i picked up a digital copy of gundam breaker 3 i've previously discussed the prequel or no, the previous game in the series um it's basically a dynasty warriors style game where you build your own gundam out of parts out of model kit parts that sounds awesome it, yeah it's, it's a lot like of fun gummy supply. ships yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah, with, with Gundam parts. Now, yes. um, what I was able to do is um, uh, Gundam Breaker 2 had a cloud save facility that was separate from PlayStation Plus. It was hosted by Namco Bandai's Gundam Perfect Game server instead. Um, Gundam Breaker 3 can actually read your Gundam Breaker 2 save, and um, you will start the game with basically your active unit. In Gundam Breaker Two, although it will be reset to level one and use HG parts instead of MG parts, so uh, it's not going to be like the you know the overpowered machine that you were using in the previous game. Um, but you know it, it gives you a nice little starting point. They've also completely changed how the the part dropping and loot system works as well. In the previous game, uh, once you unlocked a part so head torso arms legs backpack weapon melee weapon i think that's it um it remained unlocked and you could just switch to it by going to the hangar and switching to it um, they could all be leveled up separately from each other um, but once you basically once you had a part you didn't lose it it was like added to a library and you could just equip it in gun 3 they've I don't know if this was done in Gunton Breaker 1 because I didn't play it, uh, but they've actually gone, funnily enough, to a white, green, blue, purple, orange loot system. Um, where instead you mean like of, every other uh, game ever? Yeah, so instead of um, just having a part and then just spending... Um, crap, how did you level up stuff in the previous game? I'm trying to... I think you just threw... Oh, no. In the previous game, you had to sacrifice... Um, Uh, basically these plastic drops um you just got by playing the game a bit like currency um and sometimes for some parts you needed to have special uh drops gotten from certain locations um in Gundam Breaker 3 you can um basically because you can now have multiple copies of the same part unlike the previous games you can now um sacrifice other parts you can level up parts that you've already gotten um you can use the stuff you pick up you can use currency you can it's actually a very adaptable upgrade system it also means that you can take a part that starts as say white quality uh you can combine it with a green quality and it turns into a green quality part with all of the you know with the abilities that the part you combined it with had Uh, it basically makes the game even more ridiculously customizable um like purple quality parts have like eight sub abilities attached to them um and they're all um a number of these abilities are derived from the gundams that they were originally part of that grant special abilities armor abilities increased damage in certain situations um the number of like actual stats is boring on a um uh damn what's the series um from software um, armored Core. Like, the number of numbers being presented here is, like, Armored Core complexity. Okay. Although, you don't have to do quite so many things like you had to in Armored Core 4. That was, some of those were very silly. Um,
3: I missed Armored Core. Those are fun games.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, it, it's not like you have to tune your gyroscopes, which is something that I remember doing in Armored Core 4A. So... Um, it, it is very uh and the other thing the other thing that they've added for this one is um these things called builder kit parts uh these allow you to add um because in the previous game you could just you could mix and match your your gundam parts that was fine and you could yeah. paint them so you could create custom paint schemes and stuff like that um with the builder kit parts you can now add like additional things onto certain parts of your units um so you can have like uh shoulder mounted missile launchers, you can have additional swords attached to your backpack, you can base and you can move these you can like move these parts positions, you can um rotate them, you can basically socket them wherever you like on your unit. Um, It just adds like a whole other like additional layer of customization to it. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing that I very much like is in the previous game all of the units that you fought against were um, like stock units. They weren't special in any way. They were just basically um, units as you'd you'd expect them to come from their respective anime series, which is fine. Um, In Gundam Breaker 3, um, the enemy elites in Gundam Breaker 2 have been replaced with enemy players, in quotes, bearing in mind the whole story revolves around gundam battle simulation type thing so it makes sense
4: mm-hmm.
1: um they all now pilot customized units and there are some, there's some real creative stuff in there like I, it looks like the designers or they had some kind of competition or something it yeah. was like you know build, build your own gundam and have it featured in a game sort of thing um there is some there's some pretty creative looking some really like cool looking bosses as a result excellent So so I am am enjoying myself a lot with this game. Um, If it comes and it is getting a pseudo English release, kind of. How's this working? Uh, So along with a number of other Namco Bandai games that they're not bringing to America properly, um, they are releasing some of them with either limited translations and stuff like that in um, the Southeast Asian regions. So Singapore, Thailand, that kind of thing. Yeah, you know, you know that the whole Asian region yeah. that's separate from Japan region when right, looking for right. import games. Um, so Gundam Breaker Three, I think, is covered. That comes out late April. Um, the next Super Robot Wars game is coming out with at least some translation, um, and also apparently this has just been very recently announced. The next SD Gundam G Generation game is also getting an Asian region release with English. The quality so, of the English is usually debatable.
2: It's usually yes. trash.
1: But it's more than you're going to get right now. Right. True.
2: Because it's a lot cheaper to do sort of an ambivalent Southeast Asian English release than it is to do a full localized and marketed North American release.
1: Exactly. Um, so it, it, considering this is like their three... Uh, well, it's like their, their, one of their biggest licenses, the Gundam licenses. Is huge for Bandai from what I know, um, along with a Super Robot Wars game. And bear in mind, Super Robot Wars localization hasn't happened since Endless Frontier, which was on the DS, like, what, six years ago? Um, I think I ended up
2: having Chris buy a copy of that for me because it's like the precursor to Project Cross Zone, right?
1: It's got a couple of the characters in it. Where it actually fits in chronology is debatable. Very debatable. <laughs> Uh, what it does establish, though, is it means that the Cosmos from Xenosaga actually knows a surprising number of people from other universes. But oh, I don't really want to get into that um, from Xenosaga.
3: Oh, yeah. No, I was like kind of chanting her name, Cosmos.
1: Mm. Um, so it kind of almost feels like a kind of almost like a testbed release for the newer generation of games. Like, if they see a high number of import sales, then it could be something that they could potentially consider in future. I personally don't really mind. I'm more than happy to import them. But, you know, for other fans of the series, this is pretty important. Um, So, yeah, if anyone is interested in giant robot games, keep an eye out for those English localizations. Where should they look for them? So these things are going to appear they'll appear on the import the usual import sites things like playasia and stuff like that um but i think they'll also show up on the singapore psn or any from any other is it PSN hard to get a pit singapore
0: psn code
1: i don't know i've never tried okay
2: you just use I'm your sure normal that... credit card
1: no, i doubt that i i doubt that would work but it might i know japan has some real restrictions on it right but so um yeah i've been playing that and enjoying i the, the other thing i the other problem i found is okay i've got a ps4 now what else do i actually do with it <laughs> like street fighter 5 no i'd buy that on pc which is kind of the thing is the way the, the way i have to target my ps4 purchases now salt and sanctuary are, the games that are specifically going to come out on the ps4 that aren't going to get PC ports at all? Drive Club. <laughs> I think that's got a PC port. Does it? Um, I mean, no. the only other game I can immediately think of is uh, that I was at least like possibly interested or vaguely interested in was Destiny. But then I got The Division. I'm just like, I've only really got enough room in my life for one loot them up right now.
0: Yeah, so get the um, better one. Get, de- get Destiny.
1: No, I don't really want to get Destiny because it's like 50 quid or something for Taken King. Oh, really? Um, okay. Yeah. Um, and then uh, there is actually one an, a slightly older Capcom series that's been mostly forgotten in the West after the sort of lackluster release of its previous game in the series. Uh, but Sengoku Basara 4 Special Edition did come out on PS4 as well as PS3. So I bought a copy of that. All right. Um, so you found something. I, I, yeah yeah i'm not expecting that one to come out on pc because again it seems to be mostly forgotten outside japan um that was going to bring me to something though i can't remember if we discussed it last time but amazon.co.jp has relaxed its shipping restrictions on certain games
2: you can now purchase some games and ship just some games yes
1: and yeah and you can ship you know well not only can you ship to u.s address you can ship to european addresses as well
2: yes you can ship to um, places outside Japan is, I guess, the way you yeah. should put so it.
1: So Japan, I've previously purchased things off uh, Amazon Japan before. Um, it, has, it has been a very good source for things like art books um, and also for soundtrack CDs. Yeah,
5: uh, yeah they most are, of my stuff is via Amazon Japan.
1: Yeah, they are very willing, they are more than happy to ship things like that, but until recently, they've been somewhat reluctant to do video games. Mm-hmm. Um, However, anything that is shown using uh, the way uh, the way you can search um, find out is if you do a search for a product uh, in the um, tags on the left hand side, there is a way of filtering it by the shipping option that allows you to do global shipping. I I thought you just need to
0: look for games that are sold directly by Amazon.com.
1: Nope. Uh, Yeah. Uh, some, well, it's, that's a bit inconsistent, but there is, um, oh. under international shipping, if you look for under where it says show results for, um, mm-hmm. under international shipping, uh, tick the box that says Amazon Global illegible okay. And that will pretty much get you the ones that will ship outside Japan.
3: So how do you guys get around the language barrier RPG thing when you import? Uh,
1: I just, I have sort of been reading japanese on and off now for about alice just reads it
3: (laughs) so you can understand it to a degree (laughs) to a degree yes
2: i mean alice Uh, lived in japan for two years
1: uh no it was five about five and a half months oh sorry. not quite that long um yeah i lived out there in 2005 um for about five and a half months um, my knowledge of the Japanese language is really not that great compared to the overall to the language as a whole. Um, I only hold uh, level N5 in the Japanese language proficiency test, which is the lowest level out of five. Um, but I am very good at um, looking up information quickly and um, you know just inferring context from words that I do understand
3: actually i guess reading is probably always the easiest thing to do with a foreign language as well
1: um well japan does have that whole alternative alphabet thingies which can make reading quite difficult
0: like, and, like and you don't know that some... much
1: kanji right
3: yeah
1: yeah my kanji's not great so yeah. um,
3: like the language like spanish where if a native speaker speaking it I have trouble kind of understanding or actually trying to formulate sentences with it. I'd struggle. But if I could sit there and read it, I could probably decipher a good bit of it. Mm. But I guess Japanese would, you know, have a – how do you, like, look up terms?
1: Um, well, I'm capable of um, – there are, there are other sites that I use that aren't Google Translate. Google Translate is very good in a hurry, uh, provided you kind of work around its eccentricities and also understand some basic principles behind Japanese, such as you have to infer plurality from context. You don't just add an S to a word or something. Okay, so what are these other sites you use? Um, so the ones that I, the one that I have be, had most success with, is specifically for kanji lookup, is uh, nihongo.monash.edu. Uh so N I H O N G O dot M O N A S H dot E D U, uh Jim Breen's uh, Kanji lookup. Um he's a Jim Breen is a senior research fellow at the Japanese Studies Center at Monash University. Cool. Um and I've been I've used his website for um years. So um he is his website has very good kanji lookup facility there are others on the site his is just the one that i've used the most so yeah okay i have i have memorized a surprising number of kanji to do with mecha piloting as you <laughs> <both expect. laughs>
0: that's awesome oh that's the kanji for gundam <laughs> and that's the one for oh, i, I,
1: I recognized the katakana for gundam from miles away I've seen, I've of, read it, I've oh, read it. So katakana kind of,
0: whatever, it's a kanji. I'm, I want to know what is it like. Uh, you know, is it the combination of man inside of a mountain or something like that? Or
1: uh, well, no, the, the kanji next to it is Kidō Senshi. Which usually is the how we got the title Mobile Suit.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Um, but I mean, Kidō Senshi is like moving warrior. Oh, I love it. <laughs> or active, something like that. So.
2: That's cool.
1: My favorite part of kanji
0: is just the explanation of well, this is a combination of banana and ice cream and so that's why it means financial industry. It's like what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand how you got there, but I love that that means something to you. Okay, good. Just hearing Shut the up. stories of what, how they're built. It's awesome.
1: Yeah, kan kanji compounds is 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 a, is complicated it's one of the harder parts of learning the language i'd say so yeah that's that's my uh, that's my roundup uh, cool
0: all right what what's this left uh, uh all right we got alex he's been playing lacrosse i've been spending all the money um oh i played stardew valley No one cares about Stardew. That's like the big indie darling right now. Stardew Valley. No one cares. Harvest Moon? Yeah, essentially. Um, I haven't been playing that much because these games kind of... I I can't... I I fall asleep after a while playing them, which doesn't mean they're necessarily bad. It just means that I'm... I'm bad at paying attention, I think.
3: <laughs> so, Anna, what do you think about that, since you have... Uh, I haven't played it yet. A closer...
0: I keep trying to get her to play it, because it's really good. And I can recognize that, even if I get tired of planting the same crops over and over. Like, I can tell this is really fun, and there's a lot of secrets in it. And and it is. it looks nice. The music is fantastic. And, um, you know, it, it feels like the sne- what little I've played of the SNES Harvest Moon. And so it's just it feels like a, a classic harvest moon game to me um, not being a classic harvest moon like aficionado or anything but it, it, it's got that that nice ah, time to sit down and relax and do some farming and pick up my chickens and I don't know whatever else you do in a harvest moon game um, I got a kitty cat and I tried to show everything off to Anna but shes just like
3: uh. what, what makes it different than harvest moon
2: he can't answer that because he's not I'm not the Harvest right Moon. answer for
0: that, yeah. Um, probably the political struggles between Joja Corp and the uh, local farms.
2: Um, <laughs> except the plot of Stardew Valley is the exact same plot of Harvest Moon Save the Homeland. Oh, is it? Or sorry, Hero of Leaf Valley. Well, they're Leaf both Valley. kind of identical because they games. You have to
0: fight against Walmart. Um,
2: yeah, if you don't uh, stop the corporation, they turn uh, Leaf Valley into an amusement park.
0: Oh geez. Well, here
3: Actually, it seems Dana, like you'd you have usually, a, yeah. a big opinion on it with your I, I, ties to. I yeah, you would think that, right? I
2: haven't played it,
3: and I keep trying to get her to play it. Or do you not want to play it because of that's what it is? No, you, no, is it, I plan to, to it?
2: play it. I oh, I okay. just have not been drawn to yet.
3: Which I don't understand
0: why. Excuse me like, here's the game that's like all these other games you love. You should be into this. What's I will going probably
2: on? play it in April. Okay. March has been... Fire Emblem. And March has been 3DS games. Because that's what fit into what I was doing.
3: Uh-huh. You also weren't feeling well, so I'm sure you weren't sit- wanting to sit up on a computer for a while.
2: Not a lot. And when I was, I was working.
0: What's nice about Stardew Valley is it'll work on really Crafting low-end computers. systems. So, so if, really, if you can find like do, a cheap ass tiny laptop, you can play it in bed, like it's I mean, portable. If
2: you can find a shoebox <laughs> that has a processor in it, you can play Star
0: it. Pretty of much, yeah.
2: Which is the nice thing about the game. I'm waiting it's for
0: the TI 92 portable.
2: port. Hey, maybe it will work on your Raspberry Pi.
0: Uh, I'm sure it would work on the Raspberry <laughs> Pi, actually. <laughs>
2: So I'll probably put it on my laptop and play it when I can this month. Okay, there's... your
0: laptop is the opposite of a portable system, though. Okay. So <laughs> I don't know about that.
2: I mean, there's there's stuff that I need to be doing in the living room because I'm queuing a game right now.
0: All right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so just a little bit on Stardew Valley. Just to, just to know that it feels really good, and I should spend more time in it. I really need to get sprinklers. And I'm realizing I'm just a spoiled gamer. I need to I feel like I need to cheat at everything to make everything convenient for me to play.
3: But I don't know. I haven't played a harvest moon style game since the original.
2: Since the Super Nintendo?
3: Yep. Hmm. I don't know. So I don't know how much it's evolved or how like the PS2 games were or anything.
2: Uh the series changes pretty drastically. Really? And yes, yet, somehow, better. not
0: at all, at the same time.
2: Yeah, it's weird.
0: Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> what else did I play? Um, I finished Far Cry Primal.
2: Yay! Um,
0: I, I freed all the people.
2: No more kitties.
0: Did all the story stuff. Yeah, my kitty was awesome. I got all the animals in that game, but really, the the evil saber tooth tiger is the best one by far. He's he's awesome. I just hide by a village and go, uh, and call up my owl companion and say, okay. Kitty, go kill that guy, and then wait for him to die. And now go kill that guy. And I'm just scouting from the from the from the air, and directing my cat to cause destruction and mayhem. And it's fantastic, and it's over. But it's okay because I felt like I was done. Like it gets repetitive. So, um, yay for her. the credits for that game took like half an hour to go through, and at the end, it, you just had to k- click the skip button anyway to get out of the credit sequence. It's like I did. I, why did I sit through these? And then it gives you your cutscene and it's like, what the heck? Ah, whatever. Far Cry Primal. That game felt cool, but that was my only Far Cry game I've played, so I know people say that they're tired of Far Cry, so they don't want to play more of those. Um, And then I guess the last thing I played um, was Paragon, which is from Epic Games. It is a MOBA. Um, Like Smite, it is a third-person MOBA, Um, and you run around and do your third-person shooter... Wait,
2: aren't all MOBAs third-person?
0: Yeah, this is a third-person shooter MOBA. Okay. So, like, you're controlling a reticule and aiming your your stuff, like, in in an FPS or something.
2: Oh, okay.
0: Um, It's very much, like, looks like Smite in that aspect. But it's very pretty. It looks nicer than Smite because it's, like, crazy Unreal Engine stuff, high-end graphics things. So it's a very pretty-looking game. Um, it is in early access right now. I have a friend who has, uh, who bought one of the crazy founder packs, and so he had a code. He was like, hey, play this with me. He's like, well, okay. Um, I really prefer Heroes of the Storm, but I'll try this with you. And Paragon is very much a MOBA um, in, in the driest sense of the term. So beyond the, the really nice slick look of it, it is, it is very much so you got to get the last hits, kills on all the creeps. And if you get too close to a tower, um, and you don't have creeps there, it'll attack you like normal, as you would expect. And it's got the thing that uh, where if oh, you've got creeps there, all right, great. Now the tower will attack them. Oh, you started attacking one of my heroes. Now the tower is going to attack you. And it's it's and you know it's very slow, and and it takes a while for games to resolve. And it's a very slow push and pull. Um, only did games versus co-op. Only played a few games so far. Um, they game
2: you mean versus AI?
0: Yeah, co-op versus AI. Yeah, um, and just everything about it confirmed that while this game looks fantastic, and I really love being in it from a visual perspective, um, all the MOBA stuff that I don't like and that Heroes of the Storm fixes um, is is in this game, and so I still prefer Heroes of the Storm so far. So. Uh, anyway, I've played f- a, a grand total of three matches in the game, so there'll be more time to come. And there are still things in there that just say alpha content, like literally un- unfinished models that just say alpha content. So the game has some development to go. So it's it's a bit early to judge it, but uh, I figured I'd share that, yeah, I played it and tried it out. Um, and so you guys that... are going
2: to play more today, right?
0: Uh, maybe. Yeah, I got to figure that out. Um. Yeah, and that's it for me. <sighs> Anna, what have you been playing?
2: Um, I've been playing a bunch of iPad games because because that's all you do. Convenient for me to do so. Um. So, um, Adventure Capitalists, which we've discussed before, now does monthly events, and so I. We'll play the game during the event and then ignore it until the next event comes, which has been actually working out for me. It's.
0: Is it's, there an event in Adventure Capitalist right now? Yes. Oh, what is it?
2: Um, Easter? It's, no, it's St. Patrick's Day. No, it is Easter. Sorry, my bad. Um, and what else? There's
0: I... crazy amounts of events going on in Record Keeper. You've yes. already missed some of them at this point, but yeah, man, if you were interested in Record Keeper, log the frickin' and get your free mithril and all the bonuses and crap going on.
2: Because it's the first anniversary of the game. Yeah. Happy birthday! So, yes, I've been playing a little bit of Record Keeper. Um, I went back to Puzzle Quest Two, and I finally got over the hump. So, I Puzzle Quest Two? Sorry, Puzzle Craft. Puzzle
0: Craft
4: Two. Okay.
2: My bad. I do that a lot. So this was a game that I played the heck out of the first one, mm-hmm. and then the second one came out, and I couldn't understand why I wasn't getting into it in the same way. And the, I, I, I realized the problem was, is the village that they had put me in was so big that the experience to get from level to level was just atro- was getting atrocious. Mm-hmm. And so I was getting really frustrated with that, so I stopped playing, and I came back and realized that they have six different ways of serving ads. Oh, So basically what I've been doing is while I have been playing other games or doing something like the RPG cast, I have ads running in the background, and that lets me serve up or that lets me save up real money, currency, and crowns, and coins. And so I'm able to progress through the game much quicker than if I was doing it without watching all of these ads. Well, I'm air quote, watching the ads. Which is to say, I look over every once in a while and see that the ad is done and tap the next button and watch the next one.
0: <laughs> so what are you spending the in-game cur- the uh, the, uh, the hard currency on?
2: um the real money currency. Yeah. I've been spending on additional workers and then I also chose to Are these un- permanent
0: upgrades or are just you're just upgrades? skipping progress?
2: No, these are permanent upgrades. Hmm. So, basically because I played the first game, I'm able to air quote pull workers from the past. Oh. So, it did actually benefit me for from playing the first game cuz I can
0: How does it know you've played the first game?
2: Cuz I still have it on here.
0: Oh. Okay.
2: I didn't delete it.
0: But if not, you if you had deleted it, it wouldn't know. It would not know. Wow. So okay. no accounts or anything? Correct. Hmm.
2: So that's kind of nifty and I like that feature. I I got um I got little bonuses for playing the first game. I need to spend real money currency on them. That's the only problem. Yeah. So yeah, I've been getting workers and I spent like 100 runes to unlock a new species of chicken. And I did Oh, so. is it a demon chicken? Well, actually... You can
0: get a demon chicken in Stardew Valley.
2: <laughs> so hang on, let me pull my book open so that I can get the proper name of this chicken. I have a phoenix. And phoenix attracts the bad things on the board and blows them up because they're on fire. Sure. Sure. Because they're phoenixes. Mm-hmm. So, like, when a wolf goes to eat, yeah, that's how those work. A phoenix, yeah. mm-hmm. it dies. Yeah. No. So yeah. That's, that's good. That's how phoenixes are work. Very, very annoying. So yeah, I spent uh, runes on that that I got just from watching ads, and yeah, it's it's a for those who don't remember me talking about it, it's a match three plus so game. So you
0: did all the stuff I did in Everwinter, but you didn't have to spend any money. Correct. That really bugs me.
2: Sorry. <laughs> So, yeah, this is a Match 3 Plus game where you drag your finger amongst all of the tiles that match together. And as you play through and build up a village, you get to do cool things. Like, um, uh, right now I get to match sheep and uh, trees together so I can do, like, huge combos. And you can build tools that um, pull things off of the board um and so you get all these materials together and then you use the materials to build buildings and tools and those buildings and tools help you do the puzzles better and it is very repetitive but very fun much like most match threes you kind of have to be into that sort of gameplay hmm. so what else have i been playing what did i put on the spreadsheet
0: i don't know What did you put on right
2: the shop heroes so you're
0: always playing shop. I am always
2: playing shop heroes. Ugh. I got super lucky, and so you have like a spin that you can do every eight hours. And most of the stuff on there is kind of meh, except every once in a while you will get a golden key, and a golden key is worth. A I got
0: lot of a money. golden ticket.
2: I mean, most things I sell on the auction house for between thirty thousand to three hundred thousand. Um, a gold key sells for ninety million. Whoa. so So did that
0: boost you forward in the game a little yeah just just a bit
2: because i mean here's the problem i'm running into is all of the slots for the stuff that i need to do uh to unlock them is they're all 100 million gold at this point so it's like 100 million gold if i want another questing slot in the end it's 100 million gold if i want another crafting slot it's 100 million gold if i want another (sighs) slot on the option
0: can we just rebel against free-to-play games i'm tired of this crap (laughs) this is just every game you got to deal with this bs it all needs to stop.
3: I think I've already kind of done that to myself in a way. How so? I don't really play those games. Okay. The Path of Exile is an exception, but they don't...
0: They they don't do monetize the in that way, though. That. Yeah.
3: Right. Usually it's a big turnoff to me. It's almost like, yeah, I have so many games I can choose from. I
0: what do I need? A need free-to-play, them. yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't
3: think people shouldn't play them if they enjoy them. Just, no, I think Anna needs to not play that game anymore. Problem is, a lot of those mobile games, if you enjoy playing those, a lot of them are free to play like that. Yeah. It sucks.
2: And I also started Hyrule Warrior Legends. We should all last just night. play
0: Minecraft on our iPads. That's not free to play.
2: <laughs> and it's also not interesting to me.
0: <laughs> to you?
2: Yes. It's just because you me. haven't
0: built your house yet.
2: Uh, you know, anytime I want to play Minecraft, I could play it with Ninji. Can you? Yes. You don't is have
0: it... a copy of it.
2: Uh in theory i do <laughs> technically someone else is using my copy at the moment
0: uh-huh there's a uh, there's a windows 10 version of it now too <laughs>
2: yeah. Whatever. so yeah i started Hyrule warrior legends last night oh that's
0: right you got the you got the yeah i know because i'm hearing da 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 which you hear that sound effect a lot when someone's playing Hyrule warriors legend around you unlike dragon quest um, heroes um, it's not as fun to just listen to the soundtrack of Hyrule Warriors Legends. It's not bad, it's just I, I I'm just reminded of the absolute epitome of awesome sound design in Dragon Quest Heroes, and that this is falling a little short of it. Um, and it's getting close enough to make me wish that they hit that mark. But anyway, it's still fun to see it here. Da-da-da-da, you know, any talk about Hyrule? I, it's I'll shut up. Just
2: now. like the Wii U game.
0: Oh, all right. Wasn't it supposed to be more than that though?
2: Um, Not so far.
0: Okay. So right now you're just playing through the same story you played there? Yep. Yeah, it's more
5: more characters to play and stuff.
0: Yes.
2: So I I won't get to the expanded story for a while. Mm -hmm. Just because you have to kind of do the base story either way.
0: So one of the things that I just don't, I don't know if it's going to happen now, but what I was kind of... I had the fantasy of us doing is you playing the 3DS one and then me play, putting in the codes on the Wii U version and playing the Oh, Wii I had to one? buy the DLC. Okay.
2: I haven't done that yet. Okay. But I mean, it's spaced out between no, now and like November, so I don't really feel motivated to do so.
0: But still, there's a code that f- came in that game to unlock some characters in the Wii U version, right?
2: Yeah, it's... Yeah, here we go. Yeah. So I was hey. going to
0: do that and then we'd play the game at the same time, essentially. <laughs> and... I'm realizing that. Nah, I don't really want to. No, I feel bad. Oh, well. sorry. But I have, I have so many things to grind on in Neverwinter. It's okay, <laughs> Anna. Fuck. Oh,
4: <God>.
0: ah! <laughs> well, I could spend some money and not spend as much time on it. <laughs> Are we done with the now plane? Yes. Oh, thank goodness. It's been so long that I think Jonathan has to leave.
2: We should take a break.
0: We should take a break? Yep.
2: Okay. Since, since, yeah.
5: since I started playing Final Fantasy fourteen again.
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> it's been so long you started playing fourteen again? <laughs> Seriously? Because that's funny.
4: This,
3: yeah. Can this possibly break the record of longest podcast?
0: Uh, no. But Because
2: we do our Game of the Year podcast, and they're like three hours uh, long. Yeah.
0: No well, we're the rest won't be pushing that. No, the rest won't be as long. Um,
2: alright right. So we're break. gonna
0: take a break. Jonathan's gonna take off. Thanks for joining us, Jonathan. Um
3: All right. Well I actually I'd have like another fifteen minutes or so.
0: Well, how long's our break gonna be, Anna? Like five minutes. Oh, okay. Well maybe we'll get ten minutes of Jonathan on the other side. But we'll see you in a All few
4: right.
0: And we're back. Thanks everybody for sticking with us through RPG cast break. That the that's our branded break, right? RPG Cast break, break limit break through our limit break. No, all right. Time for the news. We got a lot of news, folks. So we're gonna go through this hopefully quickly because this has been a long show. All right. First off, an update on Baldur's Gate. They're getting a, a limited physical edition for their expansion. Did so. the
2: original one get a physical edition?
0: The original Baldur's Gate, when it came out like ten, fifteen no, years ago,
2: enhanced edition. Oh no. Okay, so this is new.
0: This is, yeah, this is their new so, game. Oh,
3: wait. I think a copy of the original enhanced edition comes with this. Yes,
2: it does. So it does.
3: So there you go. Essentially. All right. And so... uh, I have news on this too. I have just finished an interview with the Philip Daigle, the lead designer on this. So that should be posted fairly soon.
0: Alright, so the way this is working is for $129.99, you get a copy of the <laughs> Baldur's Gate Enhanced Edition and the Baldur's Gate Siege of Dragonspear, which is the new expansion that fits between um, parts 1 and 2 of Baldur's Gate. Um, you get. Um, interesting. You get a soundtrack CD for both titles and the original Baldur's Gate both titles I don't know what that means but alright uh, Cloth Map of the Sword Coast and you know this is this is where Cloth Maps came from as Baldur's Gate game, so you gotta have a Cloth Map in that so I'm glad to see that they're yeah. doing that right um, the
5: soundtrack is from the Enhanced Edition and the expansion as well as the original release
0: well which Enhanced Edition
5: uh, the first game
0: okay Oh, the Enhanced Edition has new music?
3: Some. Uh, I didn't Italian. realize that. Okay.
0: All right. You get a full-color copy of Bent's, Dunk's Duncan's uh, Field Report with a removable collectible coin. Whatever that means. Uh, you get a spiral-bound copy of the official Baldur's Gate Adventures Guide with updated rules and mechanics, which I love. I love that this is a thing. So I'm, Neverwinter had a spiral-bound one. Baldur's Gate had a... Um, just paper bound one. I still have it, um, but yeah, they're like the manuals for these games were practically copies of the Dungeons and Dragons rule books. So I've always felt like to play one of these games, you need one of these manuals sitting by that explains all the spells and all this stuff. And I'm glad to see that they they're giving the proper treatment to this expansion. Um, and you get seven Baldur's Gate themed dice, which I guess you could take to your gaming group and say, "Hey, look at my fancy dice." <laughs> Unfortunately, this collector's is, edition is 130 dollars. It's crazy expensive.
3: And shipping's 20 bucks. 20 bucks. I've been debating getting it.
0: Uh, I want it, but not that much.
3: Yeah, it's, If it was like 100, I'd, I'd have pulled the trigger already, mm-hmm. but I'm basically 150. Ooh, it's making me.:
0: I mean, the, to push. me, this looks like a ni- this looks like an $80 collector's edition to me. I don't know how Probably. it got to 130.
3: Because they're probably going to make so many, such, such low numbers of them that it's not going to be, they'd probably lose money if they did it cheaper.
0: All right, that's
3: fair. They're they're pretty small little outfit. Yeah, I guess you're right. Whew. But one thing I did, it'll be my interview that I thought was really cool, is they, they brought back almost all the voice actors from the original game. That did, that they is cool. they did they get
0: Minsk's voice actors? Yes. They got Tim yep. Cummings?
3: Yes! Okay. And uh, recorded a whole ton more dialogue that was uh, that's several times more dialogue in this one than, than was in the original.
0: That's fantastic and awesome for so many reasons. Um, so one of my pet peeves, Minsk shows up in the Neverwinter MMO. Apparently, after the events of Baldur's Gate, he gets turned to stone for hundreds of years and then thaws out and shows up in the Neverwinter MMO, which is when that takes place. Um, and you get to quest alongside him. Unfortunately, they didn't get the the actual voice actor, um, which is weird because I know he does work. Obviously, Beamdog got him for this expansion, and he does voices in World of Warcraft and other video games and a ton of cartoons. I think he's one on um, he does like Winnie the Pooh and stuff like that. Very famous prolific voice actor, Um, but they didn't get him. They got a guy who does a decent impression of him, and it's been bugging me the whole time that I've been playing Neverwinter. They didn't have the right voice actor. So, thank you, Baldur's Gate expansion folks, for getting the right voice actor for Minsk, and I will shut up now. Alright. Fable Legends. (laughs) Fable Legends isn't going to happen now, because they're shutting down the studio. That's right. Linehead is is going away, and so Fable Legends is also going away. And... So that's 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 it.
2: We had sort of had some interesting conversations about um, what Fable could have become if it had become like a yearly serialized series instead of scattered games that didn't really all cohesively work together.
4: Mm.
2: I just can't remember if we had that conversation on the forums or in Slack. <laughs> I don't I know. think it was in Slack <laughs> Okay
0: So um, in the Skype chat um, Jonathan's putting down the, the voice actor list And I think it's funny To see a game With lots of voice actors That doesn't have Nolan North Or um, What's his face Snow's voice actor Who's in everything now um,
2: oh. Which yeah. one is the guy That did Rainbow the a- Rayleigh what Liam O'Brien? That's no, what I'm Li- thinking of. No, not He's Liam. Angry O'Bri- growly voice.
0: Right? Liam isn't in everything. No, Liam is Illidan. Um,
2: yeah. He also remember the game that we played that was like playing an anime, and he was which very angry? one? It was, he was very, <laughs> he was green skin and red hair, and he was really angry, and there was oh, something about Wrath? Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh.
3: What about uh the Irenicus guy? That's a fairly David Warner. He David a Warner,
0: of like money. of. Tron fame and other things. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He's going to be back in it. Which, Herenicus's voice acting is amazing. Because yeah, really he's like a real good voice. He's a real good actor. So, it's just, that's great. Um Jennifer
3: Hale for Dinah Air sounds familiar as well.
0: Jennifer Hale done. is female shepherd in Mass Effect.
3: That's, what, that's yep. why it sounds familiar. Yep.
0: Uh, Troy Baker is the one I'm thinking. So, no Troy Baker in this. No Nolan North. So, but you got Jennifer Hale, which is the, the third person of the trifecta, I guess. So. I don't know. All you need is Tara Strong now, and you're good. Right? <laughs> oh, voice actors. Okay, so Fable Legends is now a real fable. No more fable. Um, sorry. I don't know what there's more to say there. Um, Not really. It's kind of sad that it's going away, but also kind of like expected, because nobody seemed to care. Oh, you could, they were already selling this game, so they're doing refunds for it? For Fable Legends? Wow.
2: Were they doing pre orders, maybe? Yeah.
5: They were selling well, it during it was the beta, in apparently. Closed beta.
2: Oh, interesting. Wow. Still,
5: well, it still is in closed beta, technically. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then we go over to Daybreak Games, and uh, they've canceled EverQuest Next.
1: Boo boo. A tragic loss.
0: Though. Um, I've checked, and as far as I can tell, EverQuest Landmark, now just branded Landmark, is still happening. Okay. And in fact, they're they're launching soon. Well, okay then. And they're still selling access to the game, so it's good that it's actually happening, because that would be bad if it wasn't. Um, yeah, bye now. Oh, and Jonathan's out. Thanks, Jonathan. See you later
3: so I couldn't keep going I'll see you guys next Saturday yep see you next week
0: bye Um, yep so EverQuest Landmark is now just Landmark and you're building stuff in the game that will show up in Landmark I guess not in EverQuest Next like they had originally planned but oh well (laughs) Uh, let's see VC VC Valkyria Chronicles Remaster has a release date now in both North America and Europe of May 17th
2: so are we gonna get this
0: this is the PS4 version of Valkyrie Chronicles. Great. Um Well, I mean, you could play it on PC as well.
2: But this has some different stuff, doesn't it?
0: Um, I don't know. I don't know how much they're changing for the remaster. Okay. Maybe we need some I more think, info.
5: I think it's just graphic stuff. I think the content is the same as the PC one. Fair enough. So then you could just play the PC one and get all the graphics. <laughs>
2: I don't know. It just doesn't feel like a game I want to play on PC. Hmm. Just okay. feels like the kind of game I want to sit in front of the TV and play.
0: That's fair. That's fair. It's a. It's got a nice experience for couch experience.
5: Pretty game. It, yeah, it's one of the only games though I've just watched a complete playthrough of. Just
0: watching someone play it. Yeah. Wow. All
5: right. But it actually works really well for that. So.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty game. Um, all right, so Sony's got some announcements of release dates. Let's see, Uh, some of this has already happened, so let's, let's pick this through. Um, Salt and Sanctuary came out on March 15th, so that's already happened. Stories The Path of Destinies will be released on April 12th for 15 bucks. It's a 3D action RPG starring a sky corsair called Reynado. Um, Salt and Sanctuary is a game that I'm kind of sad that nobody had and they're now playing because apparently it's it's catching on. <laughs> I'm hearing everybody talk about it everywhere. Uh, it's a 2D action RPG, very Metroid-y, very Dark Souls-y. Um,
2: it's the Dark Souls of Dark Souls?
0: No, it's the Dark Souls of Cast, uh, Symphony of the Night, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that means. Okay, then. Cladun. <laughs> uh, Some more info came out for Cladoon see what they said here um man lots of details oh so many details
2: deets so
0: many deets you guys want care about in-depth details about Claudun? because i can just read them
5: i mean i write it not really
0: you wrote it and you don't care all right yeah. cool so we got an article on the site from march 9th go 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 read that if you want really details um xcom 2 is getting dlc Uh, called anarchy's children it's going to add rebellion themed customization options for characters including armor helmets decals masks and hairstyles Uh, it'll be out it's already out now apparently for five bucks um, or as part of like a combo pack called the reinforcement pack which is 20 bucks Um, the other two pieces of that pack the 20 dollars pack aren't out yet but they were announced Um, they're called alien hunters and shen's last gift Alien Hunters will add a new type of gameplay mode where the players will track down ruler aliens as part of an elite squad. And Shen's Last Gift will introduce a new class type, a story driven mission, and a map. Um, cool. And those will be out in the summer at some point. I don't know. I'm not feeling a real strong need to get back into XCOM, so I don't know that I care that much about the DLC, but it sounds cool if you're still into it or if you want an excuse to get back into it. Uh, let's see... Um, we'll get into this in the trailer section later but uh, some stuff came out revealing the look and feel of uh, Etrian Odyssey 5 um, <laughs> which looks and feels like all the other Etrian Odysseys <laughs>
2: <laughs> which is funny because we had someone on the forums that's like I wonder what this play is like and I'm just like um, have you like played one through four other <laughs> game. Uh, it's a guy that asks a lot of questions like that and well
0: I would look at four and the two remakes <laughs> And expected to be just like those. Um, the the story tag they give us here is oh there's a tree, it's called Yggdrasil. This may surprise you for a Etrian Odyssey game. Don't just there's don't a, faint. There's a, there's a, a world tree. tree. There's a world tree. I know. Um, and there's a world populated by four races: the Arslan, the Lunaria, Sarian, and Brani. And they all have their own version of a as yet unconfirmed tra- legend about the world tree. And uh, you get to the city of Aelith lies at the bottom of the tree, and uses it as the starting point for going up the tree. So, you know, there you go.
2: Like every single other tree. Not no, tree.
0: and four, you were traveling to the tree. Oh right, remember? And let's get closer and closer. And oh my gosh, that dragon just killed me! Um, all right, there's a game called Chronicles of Teddy coming out. Axis has announced it's uh, from developer Look at My Game, and it's <laughs> called Chronicles of Teddy: Harmony of Exodus. It is about... Uh, it's out now. Well, it's out next week. Um, it's out... Uh, you're in the role of a young girl who explores a strange world with her teddy companion. Um, during the game, the teddy is apparently sent away somewhere. And uh, players are required to reunite the two by adventuring through various puzzles, boss fights, and plant-forming sections. So, I don't know. I'm looking through gameplay footage and the teddy's with her the entire time. Also, the teddy bear looks like an Ewok. So...
4: Aww. Yeah
0: uh there you go so um trails in the sky for the third chapter or third tra- third yes yeah, what is it yeah trails in the sky the third that's what it's called the third it's the third chapter of the trails in the sky series or trilogy um and it's going to come out on pc in 2017 so it's actually happening and people aren't as excited because this is technically old news at this point because it's well, been no, a while. It's, <laughs> and people are upset that it's not coming to Vita.
2: No, people are upset because the PSP version is
0: coming. Or it's out. not coming to PSP, rather. Yeah. Yes. Um, and there's lots of. There
2: are lots of reasons, and, and we there are lots of theories. There are things
0: and I know too much to really comment on this because I I know things that came through non-rumor channels, um, but suffice it to say, don't count on a PSP or Vita version ever coming out. So don't expect it and don't hold your breath on it, but do know that they know you want it and we'll just leave it at that. (laughs) Um, Let's see.
2: Well, I mean, I think the thing that most people don't realize in regards to this is there's no save to move over.
0: Oh, okay.
2: Because the PSP version, that's a good detail to know. The PSP version one isn't out yet. And two is being done by a completely different company.
0: What do you mean the PSP version isn't out yet? Vita version. The Sorry, Vita the Vita version, version isn't out yet. Oh, are they putting the Vita version of this out? Mm. I thought it was yes. just when people wanted the Vita version, they just meant releasing the PSP version onto the Vita.
4: No. I'm really also confused.
5: not sure there is a safe function between second and third. because I yeah. think you're confusing well,
0: things I... here, Anna. So Trails in Sky 3rd is just a PSP game, and now it's coming out on PC as well. And it's and coming we're out on, getting on Vita the PC as well. V- no, it's not coming out
5: of it. Yeah, no, there, no, there's an Evolution version. Oh, there is? Falcom. In Japan yeah, Fal- only. Falcom has been, yeah.
0: But oh, it's not being save. done
2: by Falcom. It's, it's farmed out to somebody else. Okay, I, I didn't
0: know, know, know that existed. So maybe that... I don't know what's going to happen. I still wouldn't count on it. but It's um, not coming. I, I doubt it. But I didn't even know about that one. Um, all right. Anyways. There's also Trails of Cold Steel 2, and that will come. And that
2: is coming. Like to PS4 PS3 and, and Vita. Yeah, sorry. Which how'd they, they get that
0: one to happen, reason. I wonder? All right.
5: Um, Trails that's because that's what the original release was. There's okay. no <laughs> other version of that one. Oh, there's no PC version. Okay.
2: Mm. Yeah, not yet, anyways.
0: It's just, it's just weird in late 2016 to have a PS3 and Vita title coming out. They must have had to fight hard for that one.
5: Well, um, that's why they're releasing this one before any of the others, because it is time-sensitive. Time the latest they could release a PS3 game, basically. Yeah. Well, that so makes sense. They have to get it out now, otherwise it won't.
0: <laughs> well, I'm surprised they were able to wait till fall of 2016, to be quite honest. I'm surprised it's not out, like, now, now. Um,
2: I... No, move on.
0: Yeah, we should move on. Um, Trails of Cold Steel 2 takes place a month after Trails of Cold Steel, and um, there's a third game announced in in the Trails of Cold Steel series, but that's not even out in Japan. So, right. Um, I assume that won't come out on PS3 and Vita at that point.
2: Um, I think it's <laughs> PS4 and Vita.
0: Yeah. It, they, it's not even out yet. They're still going to put out Vita games in Japan? I don't know about that. But all right.
2: Well, it's I'm, I'm expecting
0: sure. the Vita to essentially die this year.
2: So. Mm, that makes me sad.
0: I'm sorry. There's still plenty of games you haven't played on it. So I you know. can still play them. So, you know, there's you can actually games. still download them on the system itself, unlike the PSP.
2: <laughs> yeah. And it's even worse for us because we have a Go. I know. So there's no UMDs either. Yep. At least we can rip our current UMDs.
0: Yeah, I, I got ways of getting games on the Go. If if you didn't pay attention, well, A, we can just hook it up to the PS3. Right. And B, um, there's a lot of hacked software that allows you to transfer things from umds over to your your system so that's i can true. make it happen um trails in the sky the third is coming to pc oh, what am i reading okay neptunia u mega Neptune oh, what's it called hyperdimension neptunia u action unleashed uh it's coming out it's out worldwide on steam now and so that that's the first announcement in this old story but there was a another announcement that was in the future um there's a vita release coming for mega tag mention Blanc ver, and neptune versus zombies which is another action spin off which has apparently two titles in it or it's a combination of two games in japan i don't know um, it'll be released on april 26 2016 or 29th of year in europe and uh, it's going to have playstation tv compatibility and it is also the first multiplayer game in the series. Uh, it's set in game, game Academy, an academy for CPUs and CPU candidates, which is apparently the, the cast of the Mega, mega Dimension Hyper... I, I can't keep up. The main characters of those games <laughs> are CPUs. Uh, the story sees the, the girls filming a movie to try and save their school while, as the title implies, having to fend off zombies. So there you go. It sounds awful. It probably is. Uh, the game uh, Project Satsuna now has a title in the in the West. It's going to be called I Am Setsuna. Uh, this is the game being done by the I don't know by Square Enix, and it's uh, it
5: a uh, yeah, it's their new studio.
0: <laughs> and it's uh, it's supposed to be recreating the feeling of classic JRPGs. And Chrono Trigger is cited as an inspiration as the for the game's combat system. Um, and we know that there's snow in the game. I mean, th- really, that's the level of detail we have about this. There's snow in the game, and there's demons. So if we actually learn something, we'll let you know. <laughs> it's PS4 uh, PC in summer 2016 in Japan. Um, no release really date for here. And a Vita version in Japan only. We're only going to get the PS4 and PC versions, but no release dates yet. Um, Obsidian. People, what made Fallout New Vegas? And what else have they made lately? Oh, Pillars of Eternity. A fantastic game that I should go back and play more of. One of many that I should go back and play more of at this point. They've announced a new game called Tyranny. Um,
2: Is this the one that's (laughs) co-developed with Paradox? Paradox.
0: Um, it's being published by
2: Paradox, maybe.
0: I think.
5: Yeah, Paradox is yeah. publishing it. Yeah, they're publishing
0: okay. it. Yeah, uh, it takes place in the world where the villain has just won a long war and now rules over the people. Um, there's a t- teaser trailer on the site, uh, and you control of a fate. You take control of a fate bender who is a judge and executioner of the of Cryos, a cruel victor of a war. Um, I guess the tyranny. Uh, the tier the tyrannitorial dictator i don't know tyranny refers to this dude kairos um as a fate bender it's your job to travel the war-torn world and settle disputes for the overlord but the outcomes and decision making is left up to the player so i don't know do you get to be a bad guy in this game is that what's going you're,
2: on you're a oh, yeah, you're a bad you're, guy
0: oh you get yeah, to be a bad
5: maybe... guy's lieutenant basically
0: <laughs> okay
2: so this oh. does sound kind of nifty
0: it sounds kind of mean <laughs>
2: Uh,
0: it looks like it's going to be in the Pillars of Eternity engine, too. Um, shorter game than... Okay, so people on our forums have got info. Um, yeah, They are trying to go for a shorter game than Pillars of Eternity with a big focus on choice and consequence. Uh, that sounds interesting. So this is cool. Yay, tyranny! So that'll be fun to see when that comes out. Um, Cronus has announced has been announced as a oculus rift rpg which we knew that a while back but now they've confirmed again that it's coming out on the same day as the oculus rift like we knew this already but they put out a press release so it's a big story again um, it's from gunfire games it's called chronos
2: really here was the problem that chronos ran into and disclaimer the pr company that handles this is the one that i work for but i do not work with this game personally
0: oh this is clever okay yes
2: um The thing is, is when they announce Kronos... It was like a year ago when we didn't have a release date. For no, release.
0: we talked about Chronos more recently than that.
2: Yeah, but they oh. announced that they were going to be a launch title like a year ago. Right. So they announced the game and were like, by the way, we're going to be a launch title. And Everybody was like, well, what does it matter? We don't even know the release date. Right. And so now that we have a release date and the fact that it's going to be a launch title and they're the only VR launching with like an RPG on it, mm-hmm. it's suddenly a big deal again. Yet. Right.
0: We don't know if that'll change. Right. Uh, so do we know for sure that Kronos will not be out on the Vive? It will not. Wow. It is
2: Oculus exclusive.
0: Timed exclusive or permanent exclusive?
2: It is an Oculus exclusive.
0: That didn't answer my question. Correct. Okay. Got it.
2: <laughs> that means timed exclusive
0: for those playing at home. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Cronus releases the same day as the Oculus Rift, March twenty eighth, twenty sixteen. It'll retail for forty nine ninety nine, and is rated comfortable for users. I just love that we've got a whole new rating system to review on every game that comes out because of VR. This one's rated comfortable. This one's rated satisfying. This one's rated illuminating. It's like what other what other silly? T- this this one has a pleasant aroma of of boysenberry. Like I can't wait. Um, so Kronos, um, well, I don't know if we can let you know anything about it next week because Oculus has still not told me when we're getting our Oculus Rift. So I don't know if we're actually getting one next week or next year at this point. So,
2: but we have, we, we have pre-order one pre-ordered, one, whatever like,
0: that means. We
2: pre-ordered one like the second they opened. Yeah, but backers get like, them first. Right.
0: So I don't know when we're getting our Oculus <laughs> to be quite honest.
2: Cause I knew that this was coming yeah. and I was like, it has an RPG. We should probably get one.
0: So as soon as we can share with you impressions of Chronos, we will. We'll probably mail the system around for other people to get impressions too, and um, we'll, we'll, you'll hear them here, and uh, see what happens. Um, all right, Atelier Sophie got an announcement. Anna, tell the people about Atelier it's Sophie. It's coming
2: out in June.
0: <laughs> you would, Does it matter what month it would have been? No. You would have shouted just like that for any month. Yeah. Yeah.
4: All right.
2: It's coming out soon. That's what makes me happy.
0: All right. So what what else did we learn?
2: Um,
0: Physically and digitally for PS4 and digital only for Vita.
2: Which doesn't matter to me, but apparently made some people upset.
0: <laughs> um, they're going to be uh, putting out... A, oh, this is weird. So Koei Tecmo is the one publishing this because they're the ones who own this stuff now. Um,
2: but they're working with Nisa. With
0: Nisa, who used to put out the other <laughs>
2: To do the Collector's Edition. And the Collector's Edition is actually really nice.
0: Alright, here's what you get. For $99.99 so compare this to $129 for the Baldur's Gate one. For $99.99 you get Atelier Sophie for the PS4 a full color 48 page hardcover art book a 2 disc 38 track original soundtrack with a jewel case a cloth poster 5 miniature art prints 5 by 7 and a collector's box. Those are yeah, they are postcards, aren't they?
2: <laughs> I mean, let's call Mini a dog art a dog. Prints.
0: Well, it doesn't have, like, the postcard lining on it, I, I bet. I know. Yeah. Uh, da, da, da. Let's see. Atelier Sophie stars Sophie Neuenmuller of Novice Alchemist, who becomes the owner of a book that has a soul and transforms into a human girl. All right, I'm done. I don't <laughs> care. Don't care. Anna can play this game. All right. So the hundred bucks for your collector's thing.
2: Yeah, we're not getting the collector's edition, but it we're is not? really oh. no, because I don't want the PS4 version.
0: Oh, you want the Vita version? Yeah.
2: Right. All right.
0: Uh Zero Time Dilemma. This I don't think we cover this game. I put this in here because it's the third Zero Escape game, right? Yes. Zero Escape Zero Time Dilemma has a trailer, and it's been dated. It's, so
2: they've been doing something really cool with this. Yeah. They have a Twitter account that that like looks like ridiculous it's like got the egg icon there's like no description on it but like every once in a while it randomly puts out a piece of artwork and a bio hmm. okay it's like edward snowden leaking stuff weird it's kind of cool i mm-hmm. i think it's very ingenious because let me tell you when the artwork goes up on there freaking every site covers it
0: that's a good point so uh, there you go. They got uh, It's coming out on June 28th, 2016. So it's coming out here before it comes out in Japan, which is really strange.
2: Yeah, no, they've yeah. talked well, about it's, that. Yeah, it's the basically whole reason... getting released
5: because of the Western reception to it. Oh, okay.
2: Also, it is kind of being developed with the Western audience in mind, and it's something that they've talked about repeatedly.
0: Have the, Is it like, I mean, I didn't play the second one yet, so I'm real behind on this. Uh, I'm just wondering if like the same narrative is kind of continuing through all three of these games, or does anybody know? All right. Yes.
5: All right.
0: And it's so yeah, hard to explain are, stuff without spoilers, connected. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, cool. And let's they, see.
2: they also chose a theme that they think won't be as popular in Japan as it is in North America. Okay. And I don't know if I want to say anything more because I'm concerned that if I do, it's a spoiler.
0: Yeah, it probably is, so don't. <laughs> um, it's okay. uh, coming to Vita and 3DS on the 28th, and then in Japan on the 30th, and then there'll be a PC version later. So, Is, uh, is Virtue's Last Reward on PC? I don't think so. Mm, no. 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 Okay. No, that's
5: Vita so. and 3DS.
0: So this won't have any clever end puzzles that make use of the 3DS screen, I, I guess. Gosh, that was my favorite freaking part of the first game is just the meanings of the top screen versus the bottom screen and how you don't realize it till... I'm going to stop talking. All right. Kronos. Oh, we talked about that. Um, <laughs> I put that in here twice somehow. <laughs> um.
2: You probably put the RP Gamer story in, and then you put the story from another site in.
0: No, I put the RP Gamer story in twice okay. <laughs> somehow.
2: Smooth, Chris.
0: Uh, XCOM's on Vita now, by the way. Surprise! Surprise!
2: <laughs> so I apparently, out of nowhere. So
0: apparently, 2K decided to port over, or whoever they had do it. They ported over the iOS version of XCOM and to Vita. So XCOM Enemy Unknown Plus is what they're calling it. It's 20 bucks. It's on the PlayStation Store and yeah it is it is that game Uh, i can't speak to how well it plays or anything like that because but i i've played the ios version it seems okay so i don't know there you go play it on your vita if you want Uh, and everyone's just what why is this out what
2: um who was it on my friends list that was playing this so i have two people on my friends list and one of them is mac because hashtag team handheld but there is someone else on my friend's list that is playing this and was saying that they were really enjoying it. Hmm. Now I don't remember who
0: it was. I don't know. All right. uh, also, completely unannounced, uh, Okage Shadow King came to the PS4 as a digital download. It's a it's PS2 nice. RPG classic um, about the young boy Ari whose shadow's been possessed by an evil king. And you have to switch between the protagonists to solve puzzles. I didn't play this game at all, so I don't know much about
2: it. I didn't either.
1: It. Yeah.
0: Alice, Alex, did any of you play Okage? No. Okay. There's a giant evil-looking shadow that kills things, so I don't know. Whatever that means. Um, Mega Magic Wizards of the Neon Age. Yes, you heard me. Coming from Beautifun Games, uh, it's a strategy RPG. It'll be coming out on Steam, PC, Mac, and Linux on April 20th. Uh, No price yet, but it is a post-apocalyptic world that apes a technology-meets-sorcery version of the 1980s. Wait, what? (laughs) Yeah. I'll read that again. Set in a post-apocalyptic world that apes a technology-meets-sorcery version of the 1980s, players take control of a pair of brothers who can wield magic. um, We misspelled wield. As they attempt to discover the secrets, the enigmatic order are hiding. The brothers can learn and customize up to 20 spells and summon 16 different Grimm's allies that can help them in combat and there's a trailer up and you can see what's what's up with uh i don't know so it's an indie rpg <laughs> check it out when it comes out in april and it's based in kind of a neo technology slash magic version of the 80s which i think is a great concept so uh in europe you'll be able to try out yakuza 0 soon uh as of let's see oh right that actually, I, I should say that it's not out anywhere yet, right? So, but they announced that it's coming out in North America soon, and it will also be coming out in Europe as well. It's PS4, and uh, early 2017 is looks like when it's coming out. So, uh, I'll leave that alone. All right. Banner Saga Two has a date, and I should really be playing the beta for this because I have access to it because I was a backer. Um, Banner Saga 2 is coming out for 20 bucks on PC on April 19th. And it picks up right where Banner Saga 1 left off. I remember playing some of this uh, at PAX last year. And, uh, yeah, and they've got all that sort of stuff going on. So go check out the Banner Saga um, in April. It's a good game. At least the first one was. I assume the second one will be good.
2: Uh, Earthbound's
0: out on the virtual console. So
2: no, well, on the 3ds. On the
0: 3ds virtual console.
2: console. So it
0: you came 3ds up, virtual console. Yeah, the new 3ds. You're right. New 3ds. Oh, what it hit the same day as Donkey Kong Country and Country Mario 2. Kart. i Country Two. Oh, not the, not the good Donkey Kong Country.
2: Donkey Kong Country and Donkey Kong Country too. Oh, both. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. Because if you
2: buy one, you get a discount on the other.
0: Oh, I'm glad someone gets a discount for something. Because so, if you bought Earthbound on the Wii U, you do not get. A discount on the 3 yes.
2: So I'm kind of... I'm so on the fence about this because I've never been able to successfully complete Earthbound. And I'm kind of wondering if I should buy it again. I don't know. Maybe that can be our question. Alex, of the
0: Alice, do either of you care about Earthbound? No, not really. Okay. Before you should, my time. You, that, should, you should pick it up and play through Earthbound, Anne. I think you'd like it.
2: Well, let, let's make that our question of the week. Convince Anna...
0: No. But should get her our question games. of the week is what PS4 game should Alice buy? <laughs> That's our question of the week. We figured hey, remember, that one out. It has, to, it has to fit my requirements. What are your requirements? Uh, no PC ports. No PC ports. No PC ports. Got it. Okay. So there'll be a list of like three and a half games. And... <laughs> All right. By the way, also, er, Nintendo has, and maybe they already did this earlier, but... I think it's so cool that I'm going to mention again. The player's guide. The original player's guide for Earthbound is up on their website. And it's like a, a digital navigable version of it. Now, it loads slow as all get out for some reason. And I don't understand why. But um, you can... I wish they would have just put it in a PDF you could download. But you can get access at earthbound.nintendo.com slash player's guide. The original player's guide for Earthbound. And that's really cool. <laughs>
2: I'm laughing because I'm friends with Chris Hoffman on Twitter, and he, um, when he went to pick up the Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess remake, um, the guy at GameStop attempted to sell him the strategy guide.
0: Oh, and he's like, I wrote that strategy guide.
2: Yes. <laughs> Chris Hoffman wrote the original strategy guide. That's funny. For the original release of Twilight Princess. So we all got a good chuckle out of that. So every time people bring up strategy guides, now I think of that. Sorry. I used my, my Twilight Princess amiibo in my Hyrule Warrior Legends game. Oh, how's that work? I, she giggled and I got one rupee because screw you. Grumble, grumble, grumble. You either get a weapon or you get one rupee. That's my favorite That's part. That's funny. Anyways.
0: Man, it takes forever to, for this to load.
2: Jeez.
0: Man. Okay, anyway. News. News. Uh, that's it for news. Time for this, the shorter news. The briefs, so you would say. Blackguards is coming to console sometime in 2016 in the summer. Nobody cares. Dragon Fantasy Two is coming to PS4 on the... Tr- huh? It's out. Oh, it's out on the tr- PS4. It came... All right. Old story. That's what happens when I reuse notes from a week that didn't happen. Um Dragon Fantasy Two came out on the twenty fourth on PS4. Cosmic Star Heroine's coming out June somewhere between June and August of 2016. And there's a beta next month. We don't really know when it's coming out, but at some point Cosmic Star Heroine will come out. Ease 8 is hitting Japan in July. and 2 has pictures. Black Rose Valkyrie, which is um that uh it's a new
5: Compile Heart
0: (laughs) it's a Compile Heart game and we have screenshots of it is really all I can say about it because I don't really understand anything about it and uh, Etrian Odyssey 5 um, still has uh, still no US release announced and we have more screenshots even beyond the ones I mentioned earlier so you can go look at those Um, and I need you for this part it's important I need you here for this Come on. We're waiting for Anna. The most important part of the podcast. I
1: think she's coming. I to wasn't burning another I think she's on the phone, Chris. No, she's uh, not I'm on the pretty phone. Sure I... Yeah, the phone I rang.
0: Of... It was a we've been having hang up calls, hang up
1: calls for some reason.
0: Um, all right. No. Trailer. First off for Neo Trailer. Okay star ocean five
2: trailers even
0: more star ocean five trailer
2: trailer trailer, trailer, trailer
1: oh. uh go ahead i was gonna say uh the pre-orders on psn for star ocean five are up if you have a japanese psn account that was one of the things that i found while i was poking through the
0: oh there you go that's that's something you can get
1: yeah so this week i think in japan yeah it comes out this week
0: a uh, new game called Tales of the Rays, like uh, Muzika, Charles, Leota, Romano, Rice, Bradbury. No, probably huh? not those Rays. No, this is Tales oh. of the Rays, as in the new Tales of game. Oh. Um, we got a trailer. Well, trailer. Uh, Stranger of Sword City. Oh.
2: Trailer. And Drag- a release date, I think.
0: Drag- well, it's out on Xbox oh, okay. One. Um, the Vita one's coming later. Um, so, yeah, nobody's played that either. Nobody Um, wants to play Stranger Sword City? (laughs) um, What? No. (laughs) Oh, okay. Has it been getting negative
2: feedback already? No. I'll Um, tell you after the podcast. Okay.
0: Sounds good. Dragon Quest Monster Joker 3. Trailer. Fallout 4 Automatron.
2: Oh, that's out now, isn't it? Yep. Trailer.
0: Sword Art Online Hollow Realization. (laughs) Trailer. Overfall is in Early Access. It's a Turkish Kickstarter game and as a trailer digimon world wait digimon world trailer but only for japan
2: yeah
0: labyrinth of refrain which trailer. is a dungeon crawler for vita in japan
2: <laughs> what it's a dungeon crawler on vita
0: of course it is <laughs> romancing saga 2 ios android vita port
2: Uh, we're only, we're not getting the Vita version, but maybe not.
0: This is Japan only, all of this. I don't, I don't know that we're getting any of
2: it. No, we're getting, we're getting, I feel like we were getting that for the the iOS iOS and Android. And people were really upset on Twitter that we weren't getting the Vita version. And then they were like, well, if you want the Vita version, let us know.
4: Hmm. No. We we'll won't do anything about no. it. you no. can
2: let us know. am I thinking of the, a different game?
5: I think you're confusing that with Setsuna.
2: Oh.
0: Honestly,
5: it's like every game right now.
0: Right. Every game that could have a Vita
5: port. never been released in English.
0: Okay. I don't think Romancing Saga is coming out here. Okay. Also typey type type. Tales of Berseria.
2: Trailer. Japan only. Wait, isn't that the new Tales of Game?
1: That well, is the new Tales game. Well, then what's Tales of the Rays? I'm uh, pretty sure it's some phone game random, or something.
5: Yeah, it's a random mobile one.
0: It's an escort <laughs> Tales game. What does that mean? Uh, remember, they've got that
1: escort mothership distinction. Yeah, what does that mean? Uh, it's so like, escort it's are basically like side, games. side games. Yeah, so Tales of the World, Radiant Mythology, those were escort. I, um, I don't
0: know, but is it a real game? Is it a full game? Is it, yes, uh, what does but it's it mean? not
2: part of the main storyline.
0: But they don't have a main storyline. They're not connected.
5: It's not part of the main ones. It's not like Tales of Celia, etc., cetera, where it's part of the main series. It's like a main Final Fantasy game.
0: It just means it's developed by different people, right?
2: Well, and it's a phone game, isn't
1: it? Yeah, and it's a phone game.
0: Okay. See, the phone game tells me more than, books. oh, it's not made by the main Tales team, you know?
1: Um, yeah, I mean the, they created the distinction when I think it was Tales of the Tempest came out and then bombed horrifically.
0: Well, this one doesn't count because it's not a mothership game. Is the dev team called Mothership by any chance? Is that what's going no. on? No. So, all right.
1: Don't ask. Just don't.
0: I, I did ask. Move on. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right, I'll move on. All right, so Tales of Bursitis Japan only still. No, no announcement of the US. <laughs> 7th um, Dragon yes, yes. 3
5: trailer no, it's been announced for the US
0: oh Bursitis has been announced for the US okay but it's a yes. Japanese only trailer I guess is the note I made here sorry yeah sorry for the confusion 7th Dragon 3 I know is coming out here at some point um, but it's uh, just summer of 2016 is all we know and we've got another trailer um, we have another Stranger Sword City
5: actually 7th Dragon has a release date now oh
0: what's the 7th Dragon release date
5: Uh, I want to say July twelfth.
0: July twelfth. Thank you. Details. I I know a number of people will be excited for that. People waiting for a seventh Dragon game for forever. Um, let's see. Dark Souls three. Anna. Trailer. Thank you. Um, Trillion God of Destruction. Trailer. Odin's Fear, Left Horizon, I don't know how to pronounce <laughs> trailer. that. Um, Grand Kingdom. Trailer. Got a battle system trailer. Yep. And that's our trailers for the week. All right. Woo. Now time for some messages. Um, I'm going to skip these phone ones because I don't have the thing for it set up. And we're really over time. So we'll go right to a, an email. We'll get the phone messages next week. Don't worry, I won't delete them. Um, all right. So, first off, uh, you didn't put who this is from, Anna.
2: Oh. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna read the letter. You figure out who it's from. I enjoyed Anna's description of Return to Popoluca. My life, my my life, my wife enjoys the Harvest Moon games, but also likes RPG battles, so I will recommend it to her. My wife is also looking forward to playing the new Animal Crossing and Disney Magical World too, due out later I this year. Disney Magical World too. Yes, you get a Disney Magical World game this year, and I think you get a new Style Savvy game this year. No,
2: it hasn't been announced yet. What? It has. It's it's been out in Europe for months,
0: but not announced for the U.S.
2: Correct. Lame. Uh, yes.
0: All right. Uh, let's see. The letter writer continues to say, "I personally have been enjoying the PSP fan translation of Nayuto no Kiseki, made by F- Falcom, and set in the same universe as the Trails in the Sky games." Uh, the game plays like a lighter version of Ease, but with a detailed script and story like the mainline Trails games. Uh, I've still yet to beat Trails 1. It's a long game, but I'm looking forward to continuing the story in Trails 2 and 3. Lastly, thanks to Chris and Jonathan talking about Pillars of Eternity, I bought the game in the White March 1 and 2, and I'm looking forward to starting my adventure up this weekend. Without further ado, here are some more alternate reality game titles, just for laughs. Popula Qua Picross, Wario mm-hmm. and Waluigi's printer paper jam (laughs) trails in the sky bounty of the ocean blue which abbreviates to tits colon boob (laughs) Uh, not so innocent life a harem harvest moon (laughs) I'll read that again not so innocent life a harem harvest moon harem harvest moon okay food inspector Pikachu butterfly in Disgaea I can fly twice as (laughs) high. (laughs) (laughs) pound oscars so white knights history what white knights hashtag oscars so white knights i don't get the hashtag
2: hashtag oscars so white was a thing
0: oh was it yes okay hashtag oscars so white knights history got it white knights dragon quest 10 dragon quest cross ghostbusters slimer edition sd gundam style Gangnam Style, get it? Yeah. No. Okay. Final Fantasy sixteen Steam Early Access, <laughs> which I think is an appropriate name. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, who's the letter writer? In uh, Brennan. Brennan. Yeah. Thank
2: he's Brennan. he's emailed us. A bunch. Yeah, I
0: know. Yeah. Cool. All right, and with that, let's uh, let's. So, I made a bunch of uh, the the games list for what's coming out last week. Um, And then we didn't have a show, but I still have it all here in the notes, so you're going to hear it anyway, so I'm sorry. Um, And then I also have what's coming out next week. So here we go. Uh, As my wife (laughs) departs to go work on lunch because she doesn't like to listen to this part of the show. All right. Here we go. Neptunia, you action unleash. Uh, comes out to PC on March 21st 101 Days to on March 22nd we get 101 Days to Die on PC Cat Lateral Damage on PS4 Day of the Tentacles Special Edition on PS4 Vita and PC Dragon Fantasy the Black Tome of Ice on PS4 Fallout 4 Automatron DLC on Xbox One PS4 and PC Lictum Battle Mage on Xbox One PS4 um, Nelly Kudalot, The Foul Fleet on PSC, Mac, and Linux Out of the Park Baseball on PC Republics the final uh, is hitting PS4 and I think the full game is out now on all the platforms uh, Stranger of Sword City on Xbox One uh, and I think the Vita version might even be out on digital only otherwise it's uh, coming out later
5: No, I think the Vita version is end of April
0: Okay, so just Xbox One for now Yep um, Let's see the Trackmania Turbo hit on Xbox One, PS4, and PC. On March 23rd, it was 101 Days to Die on PS4 and Xbox. And Trackmania Turbo on Windows, PS4, and Xbox. Um, which, I think I just got that in there twice. So, I don't know what day that came out. 22nd or 23rd. The Descendant hit PC on March 24th. Also on the 24th came Samuroz 3 and Slain. Um, all for PC. Total Wars Battle Kingdom hit PC, Mac, iOS, and Android. And then on the 25th, Hyrule Warriors Legends came out for 3DS. Oof. And then, let's see, where did I have all the crappy, here's the crappy, uh, sorry, not crappy, but the PC games that we didn't know existed that came out in the uh, last week. 28 Waves Later, A Room Beyond, Alchemist's Awakening, Emporia Realms of War and Magic, Envoy, Hiragana Pixel Party, Obscuritas, P-R-I-O Raising Angels Hope Samphi, Tech Wars Online Tiny Night Warbirds World War II Airstrike and Windchild Woo Alright So games you've heard of in the next week Adrift for the Oculus So first off here's a bunch of crap coming out with the Rift on March 28th which is two days from now on Monday you get Adrift which also comes out on PC you get Adventure Time Magic Man's Head Games Albino Lullaby, Audio Arena, Bank Limit Advanced Battle Racing, Blaze Rush, Kronos, the RPG we mentioned, Darknet, Dead Secret, Defense Grid 2 Enhanced VR Edition, Halls, Elite Dangerous, which that'll be really cool actually, um, Esper 2, Eve Gunjack, Eve Valkyrie, which I know will be even cooler still, Fly to Kuma. Hero Bound SC. Keep talking and nobody explodes. L- yeah, it's on the rift, Anna. Lucky's Tale. Omega Agent. Pinball FX2 VR. <laughs> Project Cars. Radial G. Rooms. Shuffle Puck Cantina Deluxe VR. Smashing the Battle. The Vanishing of Ethan Carter. Vectron Revenge. And finally, Windlands. Whew. I have no idea if I'll be able to play any of those, because I don't know when we're getting our rift. All right. But, uh, all right. Non-rift games coming out in the next week. Chronicles of Tem- Teddy Harmony of Exodus, which we mentioned earlier in the show. Forced Showdown, which is a, a follow-up to the PC game Forced, which is a multiplayer um, RPG thing. Um... So check that out this week. Griffin Knight Epic on Xbox One and PS4. Infinity Runner. Uh, These are all on March 29th, by the way. They're all Tuesday. Uh, Killer Instinct Season 3 for Xbox One and PC. The Last Door Season 2 for PC, Mac, Linux. Minecraft Story Mode Episode 5. Order up for Xbox One, PS4, 360, PS3, PC, Mac, iOS, and Android. Woo! no Linux. What's up with that? Um... I don't know how this one works. Mini Mario and Friends Amiibo Challenge, which is free with an Amiibo purchase. So, okay. MLB The Show 16 hits PS3 and PS4. No Vita version announced. Isn't that sad? Um, Knights of Azure comes out on PS4 this week. Anna's is excited for that. Yes. Night Cry coming out to PC. No Time to Explain is hitting the PS4. It's been out on PC for a while. RBI Baseball 16 on Xbox One and PS4. Um, Resident Evil 6 on Xbox One and PS4. Shantae's Risky's Revenge Director's Cut. And StarCraft II Nova Covert Ops hits PC and Mac. And finally, v- Trillion God of Destruction. Well, that's not finally, but I say finally. <laughs> Trillion God of Destruction hits Vita on the 29th. The Walking Dead McCone... Episode two, Give No Shelter on Xbox One, three sixty, PS4, PS3, PC, iOS, and Android. And Unepic hits PS4 and PS Vita. I don't know exactly when these Nintendo releases are happening, but sometime around the 29th you'll get Yoshi Story on the eShop on the Wii U, Donkey Kong Country on the new three DS eShop, um, Earthbound on the new three DS eShop already happened. Oh, we had talked about that. Japanese Rail Sim 3D Journey in Suburbs number one, volumes two, three, and four. <laughs> All on eShop for four bucks each. They're train, they are train uh, conducting simulators. Um, And Super Mario Kart. Oh, wait, that's already up. So uh, Witch and Hero 2 on the Wii U, right? Um, oops. Sorry, I messed up my scrolling here. Uh... Epistory hits PC, Mac, and Linux on the 30th. Ashes of, Singular- of the Singulary hits PC on the 31st. As does Don't Starve Shipwrecked. Hyperlight Drifter, an anticipated indie title. And Sleepy Dogs Definitive Edition comes to the Mac on the 31st. Woo! And now for the random PC games that I get a list of. 1993 Space Machine comes out. Alenda do Heroi. Atari Vault, Battlestorm, Bazaar, Benji Challenges, Edgar, Escape, Close Call, Forestry 2017, The Simulation, Galactineers, Hartomics, Hush, Hush, Unlimited Survival Horror, I Am Caligula, Jelly Killer, Lost Cosmonaut, Lucky's Tale, apparently just coming to regular PC and not just Oculus. I thought it was an exclusive. All right. Mini Golf Mania. Night Cry. Poly Race. Princess Edge Dragonstone. Rogue Stormers. Roller Coaster Tycoon World. I wonder if that'll be good. New Roller Coaster Tycoon. Sky to Fly. Faster than Wind. Right. Slain, Trackmania Turbo and Villagers. Alice, do you care about Roller Coaster Tycoon games?
1: Uh, I heard Roller Coaster Tycoon World had been delayed and switched to an Early Access model.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Um, I mean, I don't know. Coastal World looks good. It says
0: finally launching next week in Early Access. The final version's release
1: is still unscheduled. Wow,
0: you're totally right.
1: So, uh, yeah. Forget that. All right. Woo. But uh, I mean hey there's always I say there's always Coaster World but even now I don't know if that's any good oh so not Coaster World sorry Planet Coaster
0: Planet Coaster alright
1: It's the Planet Coaster is the one being done by Frontier Developments I don't know who Frontier Developments is the guys who made Elite Dangerous
0: aren't they busy finishing up the Horizons content
1: I presume that they are you know Doing both.
0: Mm. All right. So now I have to figure out what I'm playing. What are you guys playing in the next week, Alex?
5: Um, we'll play the second.
0: Really second. All right. Yeah, probably some of the
5: costs oh. as well.
2: Um, <laughs> Hyrule Warrior Legends.
0: You're not going to be playing um, Knights of Azure.
2: Um. Oh, well, I guess I'll play that when it shows up.
4: hmm
1: Okay. Alice. Um, I am probably going to continue playing the games that I talked about earlier. Nothing new for you, huh? Um, well, I've got... Actually, I don't remember. I did mention that I bought a copy of um, Stengoku Passera 4. Oh, right. Um, yeah. But I don't know when that'll show up. Because I've got to wait for Amazon.co.jp shipping. So...
0: I have trouble focusing on just one thing, so I don't know what I'm going to be doing this week <laughs> <laughs> cuz I have so many games in in the middle of being played. And I should just pick something and say, oh, "I'm going to play this and talk about it on the show." And I'm talking through this hoping something will come to me, and nothing's coming to me. Um Oh, I give up. Maybe I'll just play the StarCraft 2 Nova Covert Ops or something, I don't know. Oh, I give up. You know, I'm just gonna play more Neverwinter. Help me, help me, people. Oh, too many games. That's what I'm saying. Too many games. We had not enough games. Now we got too many games. All right. No, nobody's with me on that. Everyone else can figure out what they're doing with their time. I need help. Somebody help me. Write in and help me. Write into to podcasterrpgamer.com. Call us at 608 729 Leave a voicemail telling me what I should play. And then uh, listen to our show live every week, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, on twitch.tv slash rpgamer. Website's rpgamer.com. Facebook's rpgamer. YouTube's rpgamer, D-O-T-C-O-M. Follow, like, subscribe, vote up podcasts, whatever you can do. Uh, Everything helps us out, and we appreciate it. Let us know what you'd like to see on the show. Uh, so we can change it and make it uh, more suited to you and your tastes um, thanks everybody Alex, Alice, Jonathan and Anna Marie for joining us and you dear listener for listening to this very long episode of the show um, sorry for the long delay but I hope this big show makes up for it to some degree and we will catch you next week um, with that I guess uh, it's time to say goodbye so goodbye everybody this is where the rest of you should say something
1: goodbye Bye. Bye. All right. See you next time. (laughs)